Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to the Rob and Slim Show with Rob. It doesn't feel good on your asshole. Slim. I'm gonna rip your head off and fuck your neck hole. <laughs> and Slamborghini. It's hurting till it's squirting, baby. Yeah. Internet radio's finest. Now I'm doing a rain dance with no pants. Yeah, boy, rape that cactus. Whoops, 
Summy Squirrel. Is that better or worse? I now do this. Just do this. Go crazy. Go crazy. We're lazy. Touch my body. Touch my body. Get the coin. Touch my body. I mean squirrel. Touch my body. This is indigenous lands. White people lived here on this land for millions of years before anyone else came here. We came on this land first. We lived in peace of shit tents. That was all we needed. We never had any walls. Our casinos had revolving doors you could walk right in. We had no prisons either. There was no need. We didn't have any black people yet to put in them. The blacks were all brought here by the white man. What kind of shit was that? The rising crime rate drove my people off the land. In this corner, he's known as the Slamberdini. That's right, he breaks walls at 198 pounds. Give it up for our intern on the Robin Slim Show. This is Summer Smith, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. Booyah, boona. Hey guys, this is RJ Mitty, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. You're a racist. Look, I'm a closeted racist, and I'm sexist, and selfish, and I dragged us all into my sexist, racist, bad things because I'm stupid. Showtime, a holes. What's up? What is going on? What's up? Why'd you movie night, Slambo? Oh, core trouble. Oh, uh, bullshit. Don't lie Bruno. to us. We watched Bruno. Have you ever seen Bruno? Bruno? I, I think, I, yeah, I've, I've seen some of it. I what happened? Some, what's some? Bruno's with, the, all with of it. the gay German guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was sexy. It yeah. was amazing. Straight Dave. I really liked it. Straight Dave. Oh, my God. Straight yeah, Dave is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Straight Dave is a fucking man. And New Slambo is so much better than you. Yeah. Let me see. Give me him. Here you go. Don't fucking Don't break him. Oh, oh, my God. Is he on? Oh, he deserves death. He's always on. I hate him. Three, two, one, fire. He's so much more violent than you. He is. fucking wants to be here all the time. He lights up. <laughs> he lights up. <laughs> yeah, fucking you never fucking light up. up. You never ripped the body part off. And he's still shooting. He doesn't give a fuck. I ripped his arm off. He's no, he didn't. It's been, it's been off for days. It's been off when we found it. Slambo comes in. If you were here, you would know and, this. And, shit. like, bumps the table. And the arm falls off because I just had it sitting on, like, his head. And he's like, oh, my God, I broke it. I'm like, dude, you fucking broke it. Yeah. And he, he saw for the past 30 minutes that he broke the robot. Oh, stop playing with yourself. Well, Slam I mean, bow. I got this robo dick now. So. Yeah, you're gonna fiddle with it all night. Yeah. I can't. It'll be tapping and clicking. <laughs> I, just, I can't stop. Uh, ear feels, cancer. It feels Here he is. Good. He's becoming his purest form. It's gonna combine. It's like a change of Tron. Ugh, that new uh, Walking Dead was all right. It was just wasn't season finale good. It was an all right episode, mm. but uh. It, the week before should have been the season finale. It was just like a lot of shit. A lot of shit. Uh, it was like, I don't know how many months later since the episode before. There was like snow and shit. And like the, the kingdom finally fell. Like they've had uh, some, uh, I don't know, boiler or some shit going out for like a while now. And it finally went out. So there's no heat. So they all had to leave. They all had to go to like <clears throat> the uh, hilltop and Alexandria. So they're all leaving. Um, and then it just flashed back and forth. Alexandria, like. They, they're all solar panels, so they couldn't... It was like a snowstorm, so... Okay. They, they had no heat, so they all had to go to, like, uh, 
houses with uh, fireplaces and shit. So they had to let Negan out, and Negan's just straight talking shit the whole time. Like it started with uh, like that was probably the Negan was probably the greatest in in the episode. He was the greatest part of it. Uh, he's just talking shit to uh, Gabe and uh, oh, what's the other guy? Uh, the the doctor. I forget his name. Mm. And uh, the bitch, Rosalita. Because she's pregnant with the dude's baby and she's still a game and he's just talking straight shit. He's like, you're, yeah, I think he called him like father, but not the father. It's so <laughs> father, great. But not so father. great. Yeah. Negan's just straight talking shit. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, just amazing. And then like, their fucking fireplace was like all clogged up and it like blew out. So like, they couldn't use it. So they had to go to, uh, I think Aaron's house. So they're leaving. But uh, uh, the chick Judith, or is that her name? Rick's daughter. Is that Rick's daughter, Judith? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yep. she's worried because dog got away. Dog got out in the snowstorm, and like she's supposed to be feeding him for uh, Daryl, and oh. uh, so she's all worried. And while they're going like to Aaron's house, she runs off. So Negan takes off after her, like, okay, because he's the man. So uh, they find Dog, and they go back. They like Negan gets hurt. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell. It's like a blizzard. Yeah, I couldn't even tell. Like for a minute, I was like, did Dog bite him? I don't know. I don't know how he got hurt, but he hurt his leg, and he carried her and brought Dog back. It was cool. It was cool shit. And I forget, oh, he's, he, at the end, like, he did uh, with Michonne, he just said about these fucking people, the whispers, he's like, nobody, nobody evil ever thinks they're the bad one or some shit like that. Like That's cool. That's it was a, cool it was line a great line. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know, because, like, that's it. They're coming back. They stop at the sanctuary. Um, like, everyone from the kingdom and all. And uh, they stop at the sanctuary, but they realize there's no supplies. They're going to die if they stay there because they're going to be snowed in. So they have to go to a way station, which is through uh alpha's territory like they have to cross uh, because the lakes are frozen so you don't know you don't know if they they were seen or not but at the end alpha's like preparing she's just saying something she's gonna have to do something so i uh, i guess she saw them, she saw them yeah. and then the end is the radio radio is like some like chopped up shithead and they're saying it's where rick is what is there like some group of like commerce or some shit there is um in, in the comic after the the whole whisperer thing somebody said that that's what's they coming. they meet a community is the is the biggest community ever. It's called the Commonwealth. Yes, the Commonwealth. Yeah, it's like thousands and thousands of people. But they meet them. Eugene talks to one of the girls over there on the radio, and he takes Somebody a group out and that meets that's us. what's yeah, coming. Like, that's probably so, what that was. Yeah. So uh, it was a good episode. Like I said, just not, not fucking. Oh, and uh, Carol and uh, the King split up. King got all oh. jelly of Daryl because Daryl's all around and like they're all buddy buddy. Carol and him, and he just told him because he he was gonna go to the hilltop, and he's like. I, I don't. I want you to go to Alexandria and give us like our alone time and shit. But uh, but it's all fucked up because like uh, what is it? Carol. Every time she sees uh, Lydia, mm-hmm. she just thinks of uh, Henry dying. So it's uh, all fucked up. And at one point, and she's like got a death wish, Lydia. Like she finds this frozen fucking walker. The frozen walkers were the best. Like they shattered and shit. Like oh, the I frozen remember, that zombies was in the were com- the best. <laughs> that, that was in thing the of comic. That, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and she finds one like fucking chest shoulders up in, in the in the ice or snow or whatever and she's just holding her arm out like closing her eyes preparing to get bit because she's just she just wants to die she just feels like shit because everyone hates her and like she's responsible for all those other people dying so everyone's kind of being real shitty to her so uh and then then carol like because she goes off on her own to do that carol finds her and then she like gives carol like a uh, steak or something just to kill her and carol's like no come on we're gonna go like so i don't know but then uh carol split up She's going to Alexandria and leaving the king uh, in Hilltop, and she gave him his ring back. Uh, so, goddamn. Who's in charge of Hilltop? Uh, Maggie, but she's away. She's been oh, disappeared okay. for a minute. So uh, I think the bitch running it was Tara, and she's dead now. 
Her head's oh. not a snake. So hopefully it's just somebody walking around with her head on a snake. <laughs> right. I'm Tara. <laughs> Fucking, I hope it's Frankie McDonald with her head on a snake. I'm Tara. Do some work. Oh, God That'd be great. Is Frankie here? That sounded like Frankie. Yeah, that's, that's a very Frankie impression. It's dead on. It's dead on. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm Frankie McDonald. And Tara. What, uh... <laughs> Fuck yeah, but I saw um, Steve Coulter's in the new Annabelle uh, fucking oh, okay, cool. trailer. I saw that that uh, commercial during Walking Dead. So I figured we'll play that real quick. He's uh, right in the very beginning. It's uh, right there. Annabelle comes home, and the movie actually looks good. I never saw... How many are there? Is it the third? It's Insidious, right? Wait, I think so, yeah. The original that, movie was Insidious. That was amazing, but I never saw or, the one that was Annabelle. Was it The I, Conjuring? I don't even know. The Conjuring, the Conjuring. That's Conjuring. it, that's it. Yeah, Conjuring. Yeah. Conjuring is amazing. Uh, that was with the clapping. That's and all I remember. Then for that. they made uh, Annabelle, and I heard Annabelle stunk. So I don't know if this is the second or third Annabelle, but this one looks good. This one I think looks right. good from the trailer, at least. Let's check it out. Everything you see in here is either haunted, there he is. cursed, or coming up. Look at him. Look at him. Steve Coulter. Steve. Toy. It's safer for these things to be in here than out there. Sometimes it's better to keep the genie in the bottle. Don't your parents keep any creepy stuff around? You keep it all locked away in a room so that we're safe. It's not really good for anyone to go in there. Positively, do not open. Yeah, Ryder said there's two of these Annabelle movies. She said she didn't like the first, and the second she didn't see. Okay. I guess they're all prequels to The Conjuring. I think that's what it was. Yeah. How fucking creepy. Like, what is it? She touched what? Annabelle, so now it's all fucked up? Is that what it is? Annabelle. I'm sorry. That scary <laughs> fucking dog. Such a fucking creepy ass dog. <laughs> it's not all cute like the new Slambo. I think you have the wrong house. There's no Annabelle here. That bitch is like. Is. Yeah, that fucking bitch is here. Sometimes you think. Like how my mom sees things. The doll. It's a beacon for other spirits. Did that bitch have like buttons in her eyes? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like corpses with buttons in their eyes. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> Looks pretty good. The Conjuring universe. Yeah. It's a whole universe, motherfucker. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> that is scary. It's fucking creepy. What the fuck? Annabelle comes home. <laughs> Goddamn. A new season of uh, Game of Thrones starts April 14th. So that's going to hold me over to the new, uh, new fucking Walking Dead. I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to know who's going to die first. You assholes don't watch anything. Good I want to watch that show. Oh, this really is the final it. season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. And it's going to be, I forget, I think it's like eight seasons, right? I said, but they're all like hour and a half episodes. And they're oh, all like, wow. every episode of it is like a movie. Like movie fucking like scale, like uh, budget and shit. Special effects. It's so good. So good. 
But uh, yeah, I wonder who's gonna be the first to die first. Like you know, they're probably all dying. Probably all fucking dying this season. Uh, who's left? Uh, Arya, the other Stark sister, the creepy brother, the blind fucking cripple. He's the creepiest. And then there's Tyrion, the fucking midget. He's the best. There's Bronn. He's fucking badass. There's Jamie, the incestual uh, brother with the fake fucking hand, which is amazing. All he right. This big metal hand. And then his sister, Cersei. Cersei. And then uh, I'm trying to think who else is around. I don't know. A couple other cunts. There's the Wildlings. The fucking Wildling guy is great. He likes uh, the bitch. The big tall bitch. Brienne. Brienne of Tarth. All right. She's a big fucking butchy broad. <laughs> but uh, I think she loves Jamie. Spoiler alert. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to die. Who's going to die, Slambo? I don't know. All Slambos die. That's all what I realized. All Slambos die. Hashtag yeah, all Slambos true. die. Uh, I've been watching uh, Better Call Saul, and there was his friend, like the fat guy who was like who was like a drunk, and I'm like, oh, that's the Slambo of this show. Or then there's like Ozark, and, and it's like the, the, the hillbilly gay guy. I'm like, that's the Slambo. That's the Slambo of this show, and they Minus always the die. They <laughs> always die in every show. So uh, hashtag all Slambos go to heaven. It's true. <laughs> it's confirmed so by them. We're going to lose you, and we're, we're, it's going to be sad, but we're going to be okay because there's going to be more seasons. And we'll always have Robo Slam. Yeah, so we'll always have new Slam. I don't know. Not for long. What? Whoa. Are you threatening him? <laughs> You're going to take that, that Robo Slam? I didn't though? say that. I, wow. I, I didn't. Wow. You want to go Robo Slam? <laughs> we'll fucking go. Dude, he's pointing his fucking what gun right at you. And for the 200th moving. episode, are you going to tub? Dude. Are you going to box Slam? What are you going to do? You gotta make up your mind. You gonna hire someone to wax your butt off? Yeah, Brazilian. Yeah, he was gonna battle rap me, but he just lose. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would do you can get waxed and do him. Yeah. Driz. Yeah, I'll do All that. Right. All right. I'll fucking wax him. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna All fucking right. lick your right. fucking asshole like two weeks while from now. I'm waxing it. It's like two mm. weeks from now. Some ass to get. It's done. gonna feel great when I my tongue's gonna go like that on the asshole, and then you're gonna feel all this hair oh, I just come can't. off because I, I'm gonna fucking put I the waxing product wait. on my fucking tongue. Ooh. So I'm gonna wax you with my tongue. Yeah. I, I, like I just, that. I just that'd be fucking wait, amazing. Man. Oh, That's, it's gonna be great. I mean, you're gonna I, come everywhere. I, I'm, I'm gonna be yeah. thinking about. It. I'm gonna be looking forward to it. All right, I'm gonna be masturbating to that. <laughs> yeah. Spank, bank that. Yeah. <laughs> what else is going on? I'm just trying to see if I missed anything. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna hold it all in for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> hold it in and then blast them. The big fucking guys ever come. Ugh. <laughs> oh. God damn. God damn. What else is going on? What's in the worldwide group? Uh, let's see. Matthew Santoro stepping away from YouTube. That was pretty cool. His fucking video was great. He fucking yeah. like spit just straight truth about how like YouTube says it's not true uh, about your uh, what, what was it about like how many people like they drive to you? That is yeah um, the algorithm. The algorithm. That was um, the word. Yeah. And, and he's saying that last time he like, took no, a break, is. his absolutely. views went down. Yep. I love and I loved all what you mentioned too earlier. Just like uh, all these new YouTubers saying, "Oh, these these all the YouTubers are irrelevant." And he's like, "You just wait a couple of years, you'll yeah, be, like you'll four be years, that irrelevant, you're gonna be irrelevant, irrelevant yeah. YouTuber." Like that was great. He was just so great, so cool. But he's still doing uh, two videos a week. But yeah, that's gotta be grueling. Mm-hmm. Every day, one of those top ten videos. Like that's gotta yeah. take a lot from you. That's a lot. So uh, yeah, we got we got uh, some great fucking drizzle news. We got mm-hmm. some good. Uh, Celebrity news. We got a great uh, Driss things. We got uh, too many rapes. Star-studded cast tonight. We got uh, a yes. war baby. Yes, what? Oh. You didn't even know. No, no, no. It? No, no, what? No, no, no. I'm just excited for too many rapes. Yeah. We got uh, we got uh, somebody special <laughs> coming in. We got uh, we got war baby from uh, Killer Kids, Murderous Miners. Is that the show? Yeah. Is that our show? Yeah. Uh, 
Let me see what her at on uh, Twitter is. Everyone needs to follow. We got at, at Flirt Rider Doll as always and at Spicoli TV. Uh, let's see. What is it? At Killer Kids Pod? Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I don't know why it doesn't show you the whole thing. You got to click. Yeah, at Killer Kids Pod. Cool. That's uh, Murderous Miners. That's exciting. I can't wait to see who she's playing. That's going to ah, be fucking awesome. It's called Teddy Bear's Picnic. Teddy Bear's <laughs> Picnic. It's going to be a good one. I wanted to go to Teddy Bear Planet for a while now. So we're going. We're fucking going. All right. Heard it's a good planet. It's every every planet. time Rob's writing the too many rapes, he's like, ah, Teddy Bear, no, no, not yet, not yet. Yeah, it's been for like weeks. Just keep want to write Teddy Bear's picnic. Just all this other bullshit. Gotta take down the Federation and all other shit. Want to fucking Teddy Bear's Gotta picnic. resolve all that other shit first. Yeah. What would you write? Nothing. Uh, you gotta write. You're, a, you're an, an amazing episode. writer. I want to see. I wanna, oh my like, god! It would be you awful. Assholes, both you assholes. Write one, and we'll, we'll, just we'll do co-write. It. Me and no, you, you well, write I'll your write whole co-write. You, you write your <laughs> own steaming pile of shit, and we'll do it one. We'll week. do it. We're not we'll gonna do it. do it instead of the episode. It'll be like extra episodes. We'll just do <laughs> your fucking shit. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. It's just gonna start the Drizz. It's gonna be a Drizz solo episode. <laughs> A little spin-off episode. Oh, uh, yeah, it's already. Yeah, I'm going to help him write that. <laughs> Not going to happen. Liam taking over here. <laughs> we got on tonight? We got Vong. Vong show. He's fucking great. He's amazing. Comedian Vong. Uh, we got Sean, the showstopper Valentino. We got J.M.I. Gallagher, who's great. And then Ronnie later. He'll be talking to a, a lady, lady named Kathy Cardio. I guess she works out and shit. I don't know. I don't know. I think she's a parenting expert or some shit. I don't know though. Ronnie Ron, knows. Ronnie, he, he Ronnie's does, a real he family did all man. The research yeah. and taking care of his uh, nephew Shawnee for a couple of years now, and, yeah. and I'm sure that Shawnee will have a nice call tonight. <laughs> Ronnie was telling I'm me he sure. read her he read her book and everything. He's actually a big oh. follower of uh, uh, Kathy uh, Cardio. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, he's a big fan. He's so. A real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking like flies to shit. He is. <laughs> all right. He seeked her out. <laughs> yeah, it's a real fucking creep. <laughs> Stalking these fucking assholes, finding them for the show. What else? What else? I don't think anything else really. Uh, blah, blah, blah. No, and then that's all last week. All right. Anything else? What do you got? What do you got? How's your what car, Slambo? Oh, uh, it's a piece of shit. What did you do to it? You need brakes? Oh, and you ordered the, the wrong brakes, or they I sent ordered, you the wrong brakes? They sent me the wrong brakes. All right. I don't believe that. I think you ordered the wrong brakes. Well, <laughs> see, they didn't really say which brakes were <laughs> You which. ordered the yeah. wrong well, brakes. Well, it was for my model. I, I probably ordered. I don't know. I don't know which is which, <laughs> to tell you the truth. I really don't. <laughs> You didn't like consult anybody. Uh, like no, you were I just like, I, "This is it. This, these are the brakes I need." No, my buddy, my buddy helped me. We got We got some carparts.org. We got carparts and shit.com. You got him on right. Craigslist. He just met a guy on the he side. He just clicked brakes. I and did. Then give I did. me the give me button. I I kept on just slamming the give me button. How much did you pay for these? Oh, it was what was it like? Everything I all no, the no everything's exaggerated because <laughs> yeah. he has to think of all the equipment was no all the equipment was like two it was like under two hundred dollars so but do you have to rebuy them or are they gonna s- no I'm just gonna send them back it's to FedEx oh. yeah it's a, the, the are, did you, did you, are you sending them back telling them that they sent you the wrong brakes like this isn't what I ordered no, are I'm they even like these are the wrong brakes <laughs> are they even boxed up yet yeah I, I already okay. reboxed them I'm retaped them up so you going to the post office next week. Oh, I'm going. To, I gotta go to the FedEx building. Oh, the FedEx. 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 Right. When is that? Next week? Oh, probably uh, tomorrow sometime. All right. 
Maybe sometime. <laughs> You're going to get there. You're going to walk. It's going to happen. <laughs> Do you have a work truck? Yeah, we got work trucks. Um, I maybe, uh, you know, ask some fr- a friend or two to, you know, to what? drop me off. Oh. Yeah. Is At that- the FedEx building. Are oh, they just going to leave you there? They're just going to drop you off? No, the they'll wait for building. me. Oh, they'll okay. wait for me. You should get a rickshaw. I, you I should, should hire a rickshaw. I, I should. I really should. You should, Matt. You should have your own rickshaw. You should rickshaw people around everywhere. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I could probably, I could pull it off. You know. All right. We'll Slambo's rickshawing Ricky company. Rickshaw. Ugh. Rickshaw Slambo. <laughs> rickshaw Still not Slambo. as cool as new Slambo. I'll get But we're going on break. <clears throat> we'll be back. All right. And I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Rob and Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob is the old one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 75. <laughs> How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when me and Slambo were in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. <laughs> he had Pokemon cards. Yeah. He, he learned us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box said three. Free puppies, but my dick was inside. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, in need of something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night, or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend. Check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. (laughs) Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. What is up? Take a video for Instagram. It's a good thing on Instagram. Where's, uh, I need the music. The Drizz, not that one. I need this one. Here we go. Y'all bitch, go get me another beer. I didn't get it on break. Uh, Should have asked for it on break. Should have told you to get it on break. (laughs) 
Chris Adrius Seggs. All right. Are we waiting for him to come back? So no, we don't have to wait like for him. Tapping and slamming? Or I'm going to mute his fiddling? mic, so. All right. And now it's time for Driz Sings the Hits. Break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. You got me some type of way. Mmm. Ain't used to feeling this way. Mmm, mmm. I do not know what to say. Yeah, yeah. But I know I shouldn't think about it. Took one fucking look at your face. Mmm. Now I want to know how you taste. Mmm, mmm. Usually, don't give it away. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I'm out here thinking about it. Then I realized she's right there. And I'm at home like, damn, this ain't fair. Break up with your girlfriend. Because I'm bored. You can hit it in the morning. Morning. Like it's yours. I know it ain't right, but I don't care. Care. Break up with your girlfriend. Because I'm bored. This shit always happens to me. Why can't we just play for keeps? Mmm, mmm. Practically on my knees. Yeah, yeah. But I know I shouldn't think about it. You know what you're doing to me? You're singing my songs in the streets? Yeah, yeah. I've been all innocent, please. When I know you're out there thinking about it, then you realize she's right there. Yeah. And you're at home like, damn, she can't compare break up with your girlfriend yeah yeah because i'm bored you can hit it in the morning in the morning yeah yeah like it's yours you know it ain't right but i don't care i don't care yeah break up with your girlfriend with your girlfriend yeah yeah because i'm bored with your girlfriend girlfriend Girlfriend, girlfriend with your girlfriend. With your girlfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend. You can say I'm hating if you want to, but I only hate on her because I want you. Say I'm tripping if you feel like that, but you without me ain't right. Ain't right. You can call me crazy because I want you, and I never even never fucking met you, so I'm tripping. And it ain't right. But you, without me, ain't nice. Ain't nice. Yeah. Break up with your girlfriend. With your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm bored. You can hit it in the morning. Hit it in the morning. Yeah. 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 Like it's yours. I know it ain't right. But I don't care. Care. Yeah. Break up with your girlfriend. With your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm bored. With your girlfriend, 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 baby, girlfriend, with your girlfriend, with your girlfriend, 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 with your girlfriend. That's good. ever get this fucking shit god damn it all right that's ah mouse is being a cunt today
There we go. Uh, whatever it gives a shit. You ready, Slambo? I'm ready. Let's see. Oh, we got too many rapes. Teddy bear picnic? Fuck yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, Let's see. <clears throat> Everybody ready? Yeah. Frankie, the sexy little fembot, and the rest of the crew stood on the bridge, exhausted after dealing with the antics of the finger blaster and from taking down the Galactic Federation's Board of Elders and Anus the Receiver. We need a vacation, Daddy. I know we do, Sexy. I wanted to go to Teddy Bear Planet a few weeks ago, but we got stuck dealing with that finger blaster piece of shit, that old man and that creepy-ass anus puppet. Want to go there now? Fuck yeah, I do. That sounds fun, baby. I guess you fuckers can come along too, since you all look like shit. I mean, you always look like shit, but god damn it, you cunts look even worse than ever. Where the fuck is Doc? Junior Cadet Rioni reporting, sir. Doc is in his laboratory with Finger Blasters Corp doing some experiments, which is probably just his code word for rape. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Christ, that fucker's weird. Come on, doll. Let's go pay him a visit. Aye, aye, Captain. As Frankie and the Fembot entered Doc's lab, they found him wearing a black robe with a hood pulled down over his face. He was chanting some shit in German with Finger Blaster laying completely nude on the table in front of him. His lab was dimly lit with candles, and he has pentagrams and other symbols drawn everywhere in blood. Uh, what the fuck is going on in here, you fucking ghoul? Why is fish to the tight? I died was my uncle Fiora's best necromancer back on the Great War. Once I'm bringing the bounty hunter back to life to serve us, he might come in handy, yeah? Wow, that's actually not as creepy as what we thought you were doing in here, you old gross Nazi. But. We're all going on vacation to Teddy Bear Planet. So you can finish whatever the hell this is after we get back. Oh, yeah! I first wanted to visit the Teddy Bear Planet. Just let me change first. Oh, fuck you, you piece of shit. You could have waited for us to leave, you old kid toucher. Just meet us on the bridge after you get dressed. <laughs> Everyone was waiting on the bridge for Doc, and a minute later he walked in wearing a fresh pair of lederhosen. Yo, yo, yo! It's about fucking time, Gramps! Let's go play with some teddy bears. Yeah. yeah. Uh, beam us down, Daxter. Aye, aye, Captain. Lost in rapes. 
decimating up the Too Many Rapes Penitentiary, the city of Rapesville, and the entire planet Earth. A giant beam of light shot Frankie Tube Stakes, Doc Rapenstein, Brian Rioni, The Driz, The Warden, Daxter Coxman, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Gerbils up into a UFO, hovering above where the planet once stood. This is their one and only chance to fix everything. They are Lost in Rapes. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. After beaming down to Teddy Bear Planet, the entire crew looked around the lavish landscape. There were lakes of fruit punch, trees that grew cotton candy, and living teddy bears frolicking everywhere. Some of the adorable little creatures were even riding unicorns. This was going to be the vacation everybody needed. One of the teddy bears approached them and spoke. Greetings, newcomers. Enjoy yourselves all you want. Just make sure you're at the palace for dinner this evening. You'll get to meet our king. If you need anything, just come see me. I'm Theodora Bear, leader of the Teddy Bear Brigade. Yo, I'm gonna come see you right now, baby. I got a special song just for you. Yeah. So I opened up the door, and there you were, sitting in the crib. Those little fucking things hanging from the ceiling, spinning around. You were in the crib, all small and adorable, just laying there. Yeah, you were just laying there. And I just wanted to go up, but I didn't want to wake you, so I went very quiet. I tiptoed over to the crib, and I looked down at you, and damn, girl. Damn, girl. You're the cutest little thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So tell me this, baby. Is it okay to fuck a teddy bear? Yeah, is it okay to fuck a teddy bear? I mean, it's not like fucking a child or anything, right? I don't fuck children. Now nah, you're like a teddy bear. Like, you're kind of like the same size as a child, so I don't know. It could be kind of like child rape, but it's not child rape. It's just teddy bear. And I thought rape. Girl, I'll put some fucking honey all over that little hole. Yeah, I'll give you some fucking honey, and that's okay, right? If I bring some honey and I rub some honey all over you, why don't you rub some honey on me, yeah, honey? Yeah, I'm gonna jump in that crib right now with you, baby. Yeah, come here, baby. Let's go, baby. I'll fucking... Yeah, I'm gonna start looking... Licking that honey off. Phantom Bona and Theodora Bera walked off together holding hands. The rest of the crew had a blast playing carnival games on the boardwalk, eating funnel cakes and ice cream, going on boat rides on Fruit Punch Lake, and... Brian even found a teddy bear drug dealer and shot up some great dope. The sun started to set and they all went to the palace for dinner. When they entered, they saw some fucked up shit. Phantom Bona was in a giant pot full of water in the middle of the room, bound and gagged. Welcome to dinner, Rape Force. We'll be eating you. Seize them, Teddy Bear Guard. <laughs> oh, fuck this shit, baby. We're out of here.
The sexy and smart little fembot grabbed Captain Tubestakes, flipped a button on her inner thigh, and beamed them up to Rape Force One. As soon as they got up there, they ran into Doc Rapestein's office. Uh, just shoot that fucker with some electricity, baby. That should finish what the old kraut uh, started. Of course. Anything for you, Captain. I am the Finger Blaster. Who needs my services, eh? We know who you are, asshole. We brought you back to life to serve us. The rest of the crew is on Teddy Bear Planet, about to be cooked for their stupid teddy bear picnic. We need you to go down there, blast them all with your nasty glove, and save everyone. Got it? Sure thing, but where's my sweet finger blasting glove, eh? <laughs> oh, that nasty thing's in Phantom Boner's room. He's been sleeping with it and doing other things ever since you died, bro. Go get it, and we'll all beam down there together. Aye, aye, Captain. After Finger Blaster retrieved his glove from Phantom Boner's room, Frankie, the Fembot, and him beamed Dak down to the Teddy Bear Palace. Who dares interrupt our Teddy Bear picnic? It is I, the Finger Blaster. <laughs> My finger blast null rays can immobilize any- Oh, just shut the fuck up and help us free these dipshits, finger fucker. <laughs> uh, good job, everybody. Fanaboner, set these furry little cunts on fire with those lava balls of yours. Aye, aye, Captain. That's too many rapes. Ooh. Once all the teddy bears died a fiery death, their charred remains all contained trilithium crystals. Rape Force gathered them all up, returned back to Rape Force One for some much-needed R&R. That's rape and rape. And that's too many rapes. Fuck that yeah. was awesome. Teddy bear picnic. That was amazing. I love that. Well, <laughs> I love that finger blaster is part of the crew now. Yeah. That's exciting. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, it's really yep. super excited. I've never been fury. more excited in my fucking life than that fury. Fury. Yeah, where you got I feel like uh, Morgan drinks a lot and just doesn't read in advance. Like, <laughs> sometimes fury. he's dead on, sometimes it's fury or something like that. Yeah, you don't know. Nice I think he said Dak Bound instead of Back Down in one yeah. of those lines, too. That was another, another gem rolled, but it was great. It was great. I love that. Uh, and writers that you love to do that. Uh, 
the fembot had a button on her inner thigh. I'm like, that's that was one of my favorites, right? That, that line was so good. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. What else you got planned? What's going to be your Too Many Rapes, Slambo? My Too Many Rapes? Your episode. Have you planned it yet? The one you write? And we I, never do? Not yet, but I'll do it. <laughs> Are you going to be good at like writing other characters' lines? <laughs> I don't or know. even plots? What I kind know. of plot? I'm going to have to study. I'm going to have to like study the other... Yeah, mine's just gonna be about me. Uh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but everyone's super excited. <laughs> the slow Triz episode. <laughs> Mine is going to be about the vapings of Triz. Yeah. That's what too many rapes is about. You can't <laughs> use anything yeah. that's already been done. Yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta all be new and all original. Oh, okay. That's why the Driz is writing what is just about the Driz, because we haven't done a Driz solo episode. So he yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> there is a reason for that. That song was the creepiest Driz song ever. Holy fuck. That was the most uncomfortable. I had to make that as creepy. Because I, well, I read the line. It's not a teddy bear. And I was like, like all right. Oh my god! <laughs> well, you have to think like, well, why does he think that might be weird, and that's why? I was thinking it's... maybe just because it's a teddy bear. It's not a, it's not a person. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna be antiquated to a fucking child. <laughs> oh, what a fucking creep! <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> All right, we go on break. <laughs> god oh damn. Jesus! Christ. We'll be back. Hey, it's Brian Brody from All Natural Being. You're listening to Rob and Slim, which begs the question, what the hell is wrong with you? Come to think of it, I'm a fan too, so what the hell is wrong with me? Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock. Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. This is horror author Isaac Thorne. Do you love Halloween? I have a new collection of short tales of dark horror that I guarantee will set you on edge. Road Kills features 11 short tales of dark comic horror and one spine-tingling screenplay. Right now you are safe. Just don't forget about what's waiting for you between the pages of my new book. Road Kills is available for order now from Amazon.com and other retailers in either paperback or ebook formats. It's there. It's waiting. For you. 
Enjoy the ride. Hey kids, do you like toys, mascots, and syrup? Then bug your parents to bring you down to Drizzlebees today and meet the Drizz. Yo, yo, yo. I'm the motherfucking Drizz, bitches. Come down to Drizzlebees and I'll squirt some chocolate syrup in your motherfucking mouth, bitches. And play with the shitty doctor office toys. We that wooden thing with the metal tracks that you push the wood with the holes through. But this is my nizzle. And now try Drizzlebees Delivers for fat ass shut ins. The Drizz is not affiliated with Drizzlebees. Drizzlebees sauces will cause anal leakage. What's going on? What ah. is up? Nice to you. Oh. Oh, me. Hi, everybody. Everybody. Where's Drizzle News? Where's, right here. Uh, I'm ready for the music. news. Are you learning? What, what are you, you expecting today? What did you learn news? tonight besides yeah. the Drizz? I learned. <laughs> this is a creep. Real creep. I learned that the Drizz <laughs> likes to fuck teddy bears. Yeah, I'm not wrong with that if it's furry. Uh, uh, what's the stories go down? And I learned that new Slambo was cuter than me. And didn't learn when to shut the fuck up. Nah, you'll never learn. <laughs> I'll uh, never learn. Student. Ever. Student, go to student. And uh, what's the last? Wrong. I guess wrong. That's the first one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Taco, student, and wrong. All right. Taco Bell manager choked a pregnant employee after a heated argument gets three years probation for the win. Yeah. So he's got to teach those pregnant bitches right dress. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because those hormones rage, you got to choke them out. Yeah, that's it. That's the only way to do it. You got to fucking choke them. A Taco Bell manager yeah. in Portland has been sentenced to three years probation after choking a pregnant co-worker during an argument last year. Maybe that's why she only got probation because this is another broad. Yeah. Two, two women, it's, it's all right, right? If a man did it, he'd be behind bars. For the win. Yeah, well, it's a combination of that, and they understand. Sometimes you gotta choke a pregnant bitch. Sometimes they even know that. Sometimes bitches are out of control. Yeah. Other bitches, they all get out That's of control, that. right? A yeah. Taco Bell. Everyone just wants tacos, but they also like seeing a pregnant bitch choke. That's what these people understand, and they're giving it to the crowd. Shocking video of altercation shows the heated exchange turn violent as Linda Wickerson chokes her pregnant colleague in the kitchen of the restaurant. She's I wouldn't consider anyone a Taco Bell colleague. Yeah. They're all the scumbags, right? Wilkinson, 48 years young, pled guilty to fourth-degree assault and strangulation at Mullins County Circuit Court on Friday, Friday, Friday. A judge ordered her to attend an anger management class, pay 250 damages, and complete 100 hours of community service. $250? That's a lot for a choke. Yeah, I don't think it takes that much money to fix your fucking broken windpipe or anything. It, kept, it goes, it, it inflates right back to normal, right? I, I, I paid a whore to choke me for $250. Did, time, bro. So you paid? I paid. So that pregnant bitch should have paid is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. She also ordered, has been ordered not to contact her former colleague, Mary Hewitt, who was attacked in 2018. Well, they're going to work together, right, Driss? Yeah, that, how's he gonna know about the baby? Like, what if she wants to be updated on the baby? What if she wants stuff? to choke the baby, too? Is all I'm saying. The Drizz, you'd be yeah. down for that. Like, yo, I don't know what you're gonna do with the babies. Shocking CCTV shows Wilkinson and Hewlett, 29, get an argument in the kitchen area, Portland area uh, venue, shortly after 3 p.m. on January 3, 2018. Hewlett, who is four months pregnant at the time, goes in the office. Wilkinson arrives there, and soon after, the two have a heated exchange. The pair are seen coming together and then separating while exchanging angry words. Maybe they were just talking really hard, right, Driz? Yeah, I think. 
Sometimes you don't realize right, baby. How strong yeah, Hug is. Sometimes. It's too strong, bro. Oh, fuck you. Oh, he knows, bro. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> College student said to be acting out a movie scene. Allegedly stabs two, police say. How else are you going to act? You got to be a believable actor, right, Tris? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you just do it. You stab the fuckers, right? At 21 years young, college student in Hartford, Connecticut, is facing attempted murder charges after police say he stabbed two fellow classmates while rehearsing a scene from a movie as a class assignment. University of Harvard student... Jake Washka was acting out a scene from a film. What's a film? I want to know. But he allegedly began stabbing both victims on campus on Sunday afternoon, according to the Hartford Police Department. Yeah, it wasn't attempted murder. It was attempted acting. It's just a bad, real good case of acting. That's all we know. Washka then fled the apartment on foot and surrendered to a police officer without incident two hours later near a wooded area, several hundred yards. Southeast of the university's main campus for the win, police said. Yeah, nothing wrong with being a method actor. Yeah. The two victims sustained serious stab wounds in their chest and back, officials said. That's, that's because they're not good at acting. They were taken to the local yeah. hospital because they're bad actors, where one was listed in serious but stable condition on Sunday. The other remained in critical condition in a hospital's intensive care unit, undergoing surgery, police said. Well, maybe that's what the actors' guilt should pay for. Yeah. Right? The problem was in that movie that he was acting out. The two guys that got stabbed, they healed really quickly and they didn't fucking heal quickly. Fucking, so you they don't let up. that fucking knife go through yeah. you, right? As a good actor, right, Chris? Yeah. Washer of San Diego, California was arraigned in the hospital on Monday afternoon on two counts of first degree assault and criminal attempt to commit murder. And his bond was set to $1 million. He is scheduled to appear in Hartford Superior Court on April 15th. Is he going to reenact it in front of the judge? Yo, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I'd stab two people. What would you do, baby? Drugs. Would you stab the jury? I'd stab the judge. I would bro. stab the judge. Yeah, you get that judge to shut the fuck up and die. Yeah. You don't want to go to jail. Yo, and this guy, Killer, is such a great actor. He's going to fucking be able to pay that he's one. He's going to act his way right no through problem. his sentence. Yeah. He's going to act all the way through the fucking jail. Act that sentence right through that judge's robe, bro. He's going to be fucking acting out some of those scenes from all of that fucking movie with the fucking guy. He's going to be acting around with the guy's assholes yeah, and his yeah, He's going to be stabbing guys in the asshole. Until so he comes. Yes, University yeah. of Hartford is in contact with the families of the students. American History X. Yeah. Did he curb stop anyone? <laughs> That's wrong. Y'all thought that. Wrong place at the wrong time. Georgia man shot. Killed after knocking on the wrong door. Police say, why would he go door to door, Driz? Yeah, I thought that. I was fucked up. That's you what don't happens. You don't go to the wrong door. You have to you teach you a lesson. Door, you Maybe you shot. got an acting class. Yeah. You got stabbed. Maybe you knocked on the wrong acting door. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Opportunity knocks. You get stabbed. A man looking for his girlfriend. Maybe she shouldn't have been fucking whoring around with those other guys. Well, uh, in an apartment in Atlanta. Shot and killed Friday after knocking on the wrong door. Police said. The victim identified as 19 years old Omarion Banks. That sounds like a woman's problem. Omarion Banks, Omarion Banks, took a lift to the address, but was dropped off at the wrong entryway. He didn't know no better. It was the lift guy's fault. Banks was FaceTiming his girlfriend, Superior Mathis, who had just moved to a new apartment. Mathis told Station Banks, asked her to open the door, and she started to worry when she didn't hear him knock. 
I just heard faint voices and a gunshot, and then I hear him yell, Mathis told the station, and I heard all the fear in his voice, and he was just like, I'm sorry, I'm at the wrong door, you don't have to shoot me, you fucking cunts. You fucking Fika Mathis told him the wrong fucking address. Everybody's wrong in this except the guy. Maybe he was wrong too. Yeah, he's religious, he's fucking pregnant and stuff. Police said after he knocked on the door, Banks started walking away, but then the suspect, Daryl Bynes. Went to a balcony and confronted him. A verbal exchange ensued. And at some point, Bynes, 32, shot the victim. Authority said. That's not a reason. Wrong door, right? Yeah, I think it is. You don't fucking knock on my door unless I fucking invite you to knock you on my door. You didn't even try to go yeah, in shut the, the fuck house, up. Bro. Shut the fuck yeah, up. You don't know shit. You. You're all fuck fucking you, shit. You're fucking about raping teddy bears, bro. Yo, I'm not fucking raping. Yeah, you fucking you? you don't even know who I am. Yeah, you're fucking, you're fucking raping, raping teddy, teddy bears, bro. Is that what you're fucking doing? Your yeah, piece no, of shit. Yeah, that's what you are. You're fucking yeah. rapping about it, fucking douchebag. With your fucking teddy bear dick, bro. Y'all, it's all right, though. Thanks, started walking away, but the suspect. Yeah, you read that already. Brian said that since he's in charge of murder and he's being held at Fulton County Jail according to jail records. Thanks, his mother Lydia said he's a good kid and uh, she's still trying to understand what happened. My son was just confused. He was at the wrong door and was begging for his life. My son was in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's what beggars can't be choosers, right, Chris? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He fucking deserved to get shot because he wasn't invited to knock on that door. Maybe the guy was. Yeah, shut the fuck up. It's over. The fucking bit's over. I say what I want. Stop talking. No, you don't get to say what you want. The fucking bit is over. It's time for some fucking You can suck my dick like you used to, bro. Yes. Where's the slurry? Eat it today. Ah, yeah, yeah, go down, because there's one that's a devil. Uh, go to at the bottom. Bottom. The last. Oh, that guy? Whichever one you clicked on earlier. This one? Was it that one? I don't know which They're one. They're both. Um, this was the one, one with I the guess? video? I think yeah. this was the one I clicked on. Go to the first one. The first one I think has a video and okay. story. Do that one. Yeah, I think that's the story. Uh, that's a f click the other one too. Yeah, because I think that's the guy talking in the other one. You just click the same one twice. Oh yeah, oh, you're right. I did. Fucking I did. Idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just gotta I pause, guess pause it. that. I'll let the ad play. It's. Oh. All right. I'll pause it. All right. <laughs> R. R. Ah, uh, Tom. Fifty. I like fifty. I'm and a fan. Maybe the uh, the top. This one. April. Ugh. There's a couple other Aprils in there too. Chuck. <laughs> I Got hate a couple that. Of April fools. This is Slim Celebrity Gossiping News. Oh yeah. Did you just want to play the video? Like, I think that pretty much is the story. I can read the headline and then I'll I'll play the video. What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. Cindy DJ apologizes. For harsh comments about Frankie McDonald seeks forgiveness. We are very close friends with Frankie, and we don't appreciate what this DJ said. If um, I had known, because they said like a shitload of people like started attacking him, if I had known, I definitely would have. Oh this yeah, this guy's a scumbag. Yeah, this guy's a piece of dog shit. Uh, yeah. Like we yeah, joke around with Frankie, but he is a great guy. The and guy, the never... shit he said was just ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. It's really bad. It's really just and it's... just his reason too. Like, ugh. yep. All right, here it is. Let me, um, yeah. this is the whole video kind of explains the whole story here. So let's Cape go. Breton weather personality Frankie McDonald after some very harsh comments about Frankie on social media. Tonight, the Sydney area DJ who made those Shit comments made me really sad. is apologizing. Yeah. While none of this is sitting very well with Frankie's many fans, 
the culprit is asking for forgiveness from Frankie himself. Both have been speaking with CTV's Ryan McDonald. The man many know as DJ Gary Boudreaux says he's seen better days. I started crying. I couldn't believe that that was actually me that made comments like that. Like, that's honestly not how I feel. What a liar! He's acting like you blacked out or some shit. Yeah, he, he's Slambo. He's saying because he was drunk, he said all this fucked up shit. Wait till you see the shit he said. It's really fucked up. Frank, I yeah. say fucked up shit all the time when I'm drinking, but not about Frankie McDonald, baby. Why, why, why? Can you just be you? Like, Holy you shit. know what? I like it better when you uh, don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, you always have to tell whether you're a dick or not, no matter how much you drink. No, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's true. Yeah. So this is welcome to the story slide. this, in. a Facebook screenshot taken last night showing what he admits are his words, among them, quote, that's the face of our island, it needs to stop, and legit someone murder me if I ever bleep represent Cape Breton like this. Island. He's basically saying that Frankie is a terrible repre representative for, I guess, City Nova Scotia. Yeah, which is just a shitty thing to say about Something anybody. about mental issues. There's a whole bunch of shitty comments he, he posted. Yeah, it's really bad. And yeah, legit murder me if I represent Ugh. Kate Brenton like this. Fuck this guy. <laughs> He has nothing better to do. Oh, Choice words yeah. from the typically easygoing YouTube sensation. He says he was leaving the hockey game last night when he logged on and saw Boudreaux's comments. I ignored him. I think that was while he... I ignored all negative comments. Social media... Good Frankie, don't... Today. As we've seen <laughs> yeah. in the past, hundreds online came to Frankie's defense. Another Sydney-area DJ who used to employ Gary Boudreaux says he's been contacted all day by people thinking he or his business had something to do with the comments. You read it and you're like, no, he's not. He's not really saying this. So you ha I had to read it four or five times to really get a feeling for it, like to believe that he actually came across Facebook yeah, and said Yeah, exactly. Turns out, it's Frankie shitty. and Gary Boudreaux know each other. Both remember what? meeting well, at some met, of the DJ's some shows. I have an alcohol problem, Ryan. Yes, yeah, so do I, and I'm never that shitty to Frankie. I have an alcohol problem. <laughs> but Boudreaux says he's not making any excuses. All he can do for now is Fuck ask forgiveness. Alcohol. Frankie's probably going to see this, so Frankie, I am very honestly and truly sorry, man. I didn't mean any of that. You're a great a guy. Such and a basic, like, fake, fake tool bag noise in his voice. Guy, I met him in Hello, Frankie. Uh, before, and I saw him. He got in a picture taken with me in 2013. Do you think he would answer if we called him right now for comment? No, her feelings. Phone number? An apology oh, Frankie. Accepted. Yeah, Frankie. People who know Frankie are not surprised to hear. I don't know. Frankie's the man, Probably dude. not. What, uh, where, I guess do the next story. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it. What a piece of dog shit. 50 Cent unloads mansion for 3 million uh, donating money to charity. That's pretty fucking awesome, I thought. That is cool. 50 Cent uh, just made a massive donation to charity, and the funds are all thanks to the unloading of his mega mansion in Connecticut. Uh, 50 just sold his... 50,000 square foot pad with 50, a whopping... 50,000 square foot pad. That's all I can do. Yeah. With a whopping 21 bedrooms and 25 bathrooms. Holy, Holy fuck, 50. need that for? Very mature of him to grow up to a point where he's like, point, really, yeah, like I'm like, going to donate this. Yeah, like. for $3 million, A source close to the rapper tells us every penny wow. from the sale will be donated to 50's G... 
Unity Unity Foundation, a product that provides uh, grants to nonprofit organizations that focus on improving the quality of life for low-income and undeserved communities across the country. That is awesome. It's pretty fucking amazing. That's really fucking cool. 50's been trying to sell the massive property for years. He bought it way back in 2007 for 18.5 million. What did he sell for? Three million. That's why I, I, yeah. I figured he took a loss just by the sound. He took of what a he loss sold and then for. just gave it all by away. By the sound of what you said, I'm like, I'm, that's the first thing I thought. I'm sure he took a loss on that. The baller pad is it? Uh, what is that? Pal- palatial. Palatial with nine kitchens. nine kitchens, outdoor infinity pool. <laughs> it's an infinity pool, and something you will never be able to afford. Grotto, indoor pool, helicopter pad, wow. casino, nightclub, God basketball damn. courts, and a pond. So whoever bought it off of him is getting a fucking deal. Just, Props yeah. to Fifty for putting the money to good use. But yeah, that is amazing. That. That's uh, imagine how much it costs to even just maintain that. Place. Why do you think he sold it? Dude, I don't know. It's like an that, that tastes takes an army of people to maintain a yeah. place like that. Yeah, you need like a staff and shit. Like you, uh, you would have to have like a landscaping crew, like every day. Yeah, slam those landscape every fucking maids. day. Yeah, yeah, you should have got that bid, bro. Dude, I, <laughs> I would love to get a bid. We gotta make some friends and get you some bids. I gotta start my own company. You. Your rickshaw <laughs> company. It's true. <laughs> what happened in April Fools? Uh, April Fools? <laughs> no. Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin aren't having a baby. It's not even oh. a, she's pregnant. April Fools. Not even a funny April Fools. Bieber's joke, mom and Ariana Grande reacted to the prank while his Instagram is flooded with people calling him insensitive. Uh-huh. Without fail, at least one celebrity always pulls the "We're pregnant" prank on April Fools' Day. This year, it was Justin Bieber. Uh-huh. The singer was uh, the most famous name to do it this year. Doubling down on his joke before eventually revealing that he and Holly, Haley Baldwin are not actually expecting anything right now. Well, except a little backlash. He posted an ins- uh, what's that sonogram? What yeah, that? whose sonogram is that? I would be suing Justin Bieber if that was my sonogram. You probably just Googled sonograms. <laughs> Earlier today, Bieber went to Instagram to post a sonogram photo without comment. Too many grams. Anyone uh, skilled enough to type sonogram picture into Google images could find the original shot proving that if he and Haley were expecting, this womb didn't belong to them. So, like, you gotta, that's why you gotta scroll down, like, a couple pages before you pick the picture you're using. Yeah. Uh, Haley even, no, I'm like two pages down. Uh, Haley even commented on the post writing very funny as fans began posting their congratulations or calling. Uh, him out for being insensitive to anyone struggling with, uh, yeah, with pregnancy instead of admitting <laughs> it. That's a great. Is that him? Did he tweet that? Or did he put that on Instagram as a dog? Wait, oh my God, is that on April Fools? <laughs> what other April Fools are there in the group? Uh, there was a couple others. There's Doctor Phil. There's Tom. Tom. What did he do? Click one. Click I Doctor. Click All right, I'll... that's the next one down. <laughs> Dr. Phil shaving his stash. Best April Fool's joke. I don't get how that's an April Fool's. Yeah, if he shaved it, Did he it, not really real. do it? Is this like... Did he put a piece is of plastic over his lip? Is that photo? I don't know. Dr. Phil's upper, uh, upper lip is as bald as the top of his head now. He's kissed his iconic mustache goodbye, or at least 
It looks like he has. <laughs> the good doctors showed off his apparently clean-shaven mug on Should've Twitter, posted before really and after pics that are sure to drive his fans wild. While the new yeah, look seems totally dude. legit at first glance, we gotta take April 1st into account. Uh, Tom Brady already yes. uses... Blah, 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 blah. That's the next one. Of course, if Phil is just yanking our chains with... A, uh, so they don't even know... They don't even know. No one's even said it. I'm pretty sure that's real. That's got to be real. He probably shaved his stash And if he really wants to grow back, it'd probably take two weeks. Tops. Yeah. If that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, oh, I hate Of course, purples. if he's just... Yeah, if he, nobody even knows. Nobody even knows. In the meantime, enjoy the baby face. So I guess he really did. Like, I, I don't know. I don't care. He didn't. Uh, well, he didn't post any video, so we don't know until oh. the video. What about it's not like you can fake it? that on. Yeah. What a Tom Brady do? He's an old rich fuck. You don't need to shave nothing. Except his balls. You like your old guys, Harry Slambo? Damn straight. When I'm an old guy, I'm gonna be. We didn't ask when you were an old guy. We asked about uh, your preference. I don't preference care if you didn't ask. Yeah, we want to know about what you like your old guys. Well, I'd like the old guys the way I'm gonna be an old guy. Ah, uh, you. So it's not gay if it's like so it's sort of like if you imagine it's yours. <laughs> yeah, your that's thing. what I was it's thinking. Um, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, you're like when you're sucking their dick, you imagine yeah. that they're sucking your no, dick. Man, I'm sucking I, my you own. Just imagine dick, man, you're right. the old man getting your dick sucked. Like it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> 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 what does New Slambo have to say? I don't think New Slambo is all he wants to do is he wants to point. His... He's, he's, he's angry. To kill you no. New Slambo. No, he's aroused. He's... New... No, I don't think that's aroused. He's firing bullets and shit. He's I think far over the weekend. We bonded later. with him. And yeah, he didn't. I think he's just mad that you're soiling his good name. Yeah, fuck his good name. I'm gonna fuck his good name. Right in the butthole. He's still pointing a gun at you. He's not taking that laser He's pointing a gun at you. Oh, no, no. Well, what are you doing? Stop! Stop violating New Slambo. No, I'll violate him all fucking night. (laughs) There's never going to be a couple holes in the wall. Here, here, drink some fucking beer, old Slambo. Stop pouring beer. You just poured beer on (laughs) See if he still works. What's the story? Oh, he works. He's... Yeah, see, he's so fucking worse. He was just playing dead. I take it back. I love drunk slam out. Uh, Tom Brady, I joined Twitter. Damn straight you do, bitch. <laughs> you need more Ubers in your life. And I was just trying to fucking stick up for fucking Frankie, man, because Frankie's he's the man. Tried, bro. Like pouring beer on New <laughs> No, no, that wasn't part of it, but the, uh, earlier. Screaming, like, screaming. degenerate. At that degenerate, drunk ass with that fucking the, the fucking metal in his ear. What would you do to him? Show man. us a new slam of what you would do to that guy. Dude, I'd like... <laughs> this, this would be him, and this would be me. Uh, right say the- sorry about Frankie! <laughs> say sorry <laughs> about Frankie! Hold on, keep doing that. Do that again. I didn't catch it on video. Say sorry about Frankie, bitch! <laughs> Are your pants wet? Oh, they are. <laughs> they look darker. You, you, should pour, you should pour some beer on your penis. <laughs> yeah. No. Nah, there's no more left. I, 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 I go to Irish hell. I can't speak. Slambo, go get Slambo beer. New Slambo. Yeah. Go get <laughs> old Slambo beer. No, I'm getting old He's Slambo thirsty. beer. <laughs> Can we? Is it even worse? sponge in my 
my fucking way. There's a fucking wet sponge. In, in, in <laughs> he just throws a problem. <laughs> can I have a beer, please, Lambo? Yeah, you can have a beer. Thank you. <laughs> this is great time. I don't think we can do anything else. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right. Old Slambo is the best. We'll be back. We made a mistake, new Slambo. You're fired. <laughs> I guess. Okay, I don't know if this is the high end. I'm fucking high end with this non twisty fucking bullshit. Alright, here we go. Thanks, bro. <laughs> oh, He's radio gold. <laughs> That's how you executive intern. Alright, we're going on break. Where's <laughs> uh. Here we go. <sighs> This, this is Barack Obama, and you are listening to the Rob and Slim Show. Hello, yes, hello. This is Prince Charles, and if I have to listen to any more of this show, I'm going to eat my own face. We'll be right back. Do you use the expensive blue or yellow pills to charge your sex life? Are you thinking about it? Mm. What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pills deliver the exact same results for less than $3. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. And right now, radio callers will get 44 blue or yellow pills for $120 with free discreet shipping. You can save more than $700 off pharmacy prices. Charge your sex life now and save a ton of money. Call now and get your 44 pills and save over $700 and qualify for free shipping. Stop overpaying and call right now. 800-605-1683. 800-605-1683. That's 800-605-1683. Have you visited Club Midnight? The hottest virtual nightclub on the internet today. Club Midnight. That's M-I-D-N-Y-T-E. Music, authors, filmmakers, and so much more for the dark at heart. Club Midnight, where darklings come to play. Clubmidnight.com C-L-U-B-M-I-D-N-Y-T-E dot com Rob and Slim Show. Hi, this is Vong calling. Vong, how you doing? Vong, how do we refer to you? Vong Show or just Vong? Uh, either. Yeah, on stage I go by, I go by Vong Show, but most people just call me Vong, I guess. Cool, cool. <laughs> and you are the official spokesperson for, uh, Gay Super Cute Asians. How did you, how did you get that prestigious title? Oh, you know, it's funny. I started out comedy in Alberta, which is sort of like the Canadian version of Texas. So I had to come up with a 
tagline that introduced the fact that I was gay and then win them back because they'd usually gasp when they said gay. Oh. So then they had to say super cute after it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it too because like yeah. even in your comedy sometimes it's like you can't tell if the audience knows if you're serious or joking. I love that. I love that stuff. And I love you seem to go all over the place too with like real stories and then jokes. You, you do a, a great job. Mm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy for 15 years, and I've been in Toronto doing it for about 10 years. What's the best spot in Canada to do it? Is it Toronto? Oh, 100% Toronto, for sure. Yeah, when I was, um, after I first started in Alberta, and I started to get um, a level of success, I had to choose between Toronto and Vancouver, and uh, those are pretty much the only two markets, and I chose East Coast because Toronto, you get the choice of the East Coast Triangle, like Toronto, New York, and London, England, as like the English-speaking places. And I thought that was a better fit for my kind of humor, because my humor kind of challenges audiences a little bit. Um, Whereas West Coast, they more, in my opinion anyway, West Coast would probably be familiar to the fact that I'm gay and Asian. I could do a lot of gay and or Asian tours. But I think it's more laid back. I think they more want to have fun. Whereas here, I can kind of push a little bit more and challenge the audience. Cool, cool. And uh, you're a headliner, correct? Yes. Is that more stressful or less stressful than like opening? Like, is it like a different set of stresses or like, how does it work? Um, it's, it's, it's definitely different. In some ways, opening can can be difficult as well because mm-hmm. the crowd isn't as warmed up. So it all depends on how good the MC is. But headlining headlining is kind of fun because I get to I get to sit at the back of the room and kind of listen to see how the show is going, um, and then I can incorporate some elements from what's happened before in the night. Whereas if I'm opening, I don't get that opportunity. We've also heard before, too, that you're limited when you're opening and when you're a headliner, you have more freedom. Do you find that to be true? Um, yeah, well, you're definitely limited in the amount of time you can do. And also, you know, I, I find especially with headlining, people are coming for you. They're coming um, okay. because you're on the poster and they'll probably lift you up a little bit. I mean, especially because of me, I'm, you know, I'm not a standard type of comedian, not just being... Um, not just being gay and Asian, but also my material is a bit more challenging. So I find if I'm not headlining, if it's like a, a co-feature and my name's not on the poster, sometimes the audience doesn't know how to take me. Whereas when I am headlining, most of the time people are coming for me. So I get a little bit more freedom. What's the craziest thing you've seen performing live? Oh, shoot. Um, there's, there's, been, there's been a couple things for sure. I, so when I first started, um, when I first started doing comedy, I was working at the local newspaper at the Calgary Herald, writing the obituary section. I did so see a that. Lot of my comedy, <laughs> yeah. So a lot of my comedy was about death and family and stuff like that. And so when I first started, I was very pre-scripted because English is like my second, third language. So if I had to deviate from my from the script too much, sometimes I would, I would, I. Like I trip, like even right now, I trip over some words if I don't have a pre-scripted. So before I went on stage, I had exactly what I was going to do. It was going to be about writing obituaries. And then the MC was asking people in the audience why, like why they were there. And one person, literally, um, the first person at the front um, of the crowd said that 
they were going to die in three months, and this was on their bucket list. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, so I was totally panicking because I was like, I was so new. I was like, I don't really know how to change my material um, because I didn't have the experience. And I was like, I'm going to trip over my words or whatever. So then what I had to do was I, I ended up, you know, I just had this thought. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring this person up on stage. And as opposed, because I can't just do the material of people dying without addressing this person. So instead, I brought them onto stage and incorporated them and made the made the whole set about giving them advice on how to die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit morbid. Yes! But, you know, I got it. <laughs> so I, I would say that's probably my craziest show. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely an experience. How did that person respond to that? You know what? It's it, it, it's kind of funny, but we we, pe- we became really good friends, and That's I actually awesome. um, when I went and toured through Calgary like a few months after that show, uh, maybe two months later, um, and they obviously hadn't died yet. That's um, I came back through town, and yeah, I, I actually uh, saw them again, and yeah, it was it was it. You know, I think. I think they appreciated it because, you know, when something like that is happening to you in your life, most people kind of walk around eggshells. And so they weren't used to somebody just kind of like, like bringing them in and incorporating them and talking to them in a way. Because for me, I talk to people who are in crises all day long when I was in that job. So, you know, you, you don't really have time to sugarcoat it. And I think most people appreciate it when they're in that position. Wow. Did you say English is not your first language? No, no. At home, my parents. So at home, we we spoke we spoke Laos, and um, I also growing up, I had to take I had to take I had to take um, Laos school, Thai school, and Mandarin school. Wow. So yeah, English is probably like my fourth language. Although I've lost my Mandarin, so I guess English is. Wow, I was gonna say, what's what's been the hardest language to master? I would say I would say Mandarin, just in that so. Um, my mom is on the Chinese side of the family, and my dad's family is is, is from Laos and Thai, which is where I was born. Um, and so, generally, so culturally, we we tend to follow the culture of of the um, of the dad. So, because we didn't speak Mandarin as much at home, I kind of lost that, unfortunately. Although business wise, it probably would have been the more lucrative um, language to do comedy in. Yeah. Well, I want to ask too, are your parents more accepting of you doing comedy or being gay? Oh, you know, you know what? It was both. They, they had difficulty on both for sure. <laughs> so with comedy, I kind of had to buy my freedom or quote unquote buy my freedom. So True. I went to the University of Calgary for engineering. And then after I was done school, then I was able to do comedy because then they knew I was doing comedy by choice, not because I couldn't get a quote unquote regular job. Um, so that was sort of the thing. So like going to school for engineering kind of bought my freedom. Um, and I don't think they fully accepted my doing comedy until I did um, probably my first big breakthrough in Canada was I was, um, I was the headliner for, for comedy cares and, partnership with National Post, which is our national newspaper here, or one of our two national newspapers. And they gave me this half-page ad in the paper with my face. And um, my parents um, had, they, they um, 
um, the, the newspaper was nice. They they put it in 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 this um, in this glass case and and they made like a plaque version of it and they sent it to my parents. That's that was cool. the first time I felt like they really got what I was doing. Yeah, I was gonna say too. Uh, you mentioned Comedy Cares. Is that the organization that you founded? Correct. Um, yeah, so Comedy Cares, so um, Comedy Cares, we partner comedians and charities to raise money for worthy causes. It's been going on for about eight years now. The first one, we, we uh, I started the organization when I was working um, at National Post, and they have a charity called Raise a Reader, so our first show was called Laughter for Literacy. Um, and yeah, and you know, obviously, I was, I was there, I headlined it, it was my first big headlining gig. And uh, yeah, it's it really great working with them. And since then, we we now work with um, with different charities, and we've got we've got another show coming up in 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 the fall. So we usually do one big gala in the fall, and then if there's other smaller local charities, um, we can do um, we can do uh, one off shows for other charities to raise money. Cool, cool. And I want to ask Vong, why do you hate farmers so much? Oh, I, I don't hate farmers. In fact, my first three boyfriends were farmers. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> oh. I saw <laughs> our intern just. I think, I think he's just like, oh. I think you turned our intern no, on no, right no, now. No, no, I'm just saying. He's very like, interested in. He's like a lumberjack style guy. If you dated a farmer and yeah. you don't like farm, that might be. Ah, that, that could be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, is, that is true. So when I was, when I was dating, so my, my first three boyfriends ended up being farmers um probably because so i i'm i'm completely sober i've never even tried um uh drinking or drugs or even even coffee really um wow. for whatever reason and so when i was first coming out in the gay community that was seen as very odd in toronto it seems like it's seen as odd in general that i that i don't drink or have never tried drinking and so when i was coming when i first came out and was dating um, you know, it just made it easier to date other people who didn't drink um, or or do drugs, and that tended to be farmers. Wow. So, yeah, my first two boyfriends were farmers. Yeah, uh, I would think they would have been drinking like their corn whiskey or Ooh, something. Yeah, like no, like, it, or it, if it's Canada, it's rye, rye, dude. The rye. That's, rye. What I was, yeah. that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, you know what it is like because um, I, I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and I guess the farmers there, there's like a lot of Mennonite farmers where I guess due to religion or whatever, they don't. They don't really wow. drink. See, I can't yeah. get by. I can't get by without coffee and and, and nicotine and alcohol. I, I coffee, don't know. I can't even imagine that existence, Vong. Coffee, alcohol, <laughs> some weed. Yeah, no. Yeah, I I will. <laughs> I will say though that even though I don't drink, I'm quite often mistaken for being drunk. Um, so I guess for me, drunkenness is like a bit of a is more is more of a state of mind because if we're out if we're out partying, I'm just I'm usually the first person on the dance floor, and I'm waiting for my friends to catch up to me by getting drunk. In fact, I'm very supportive of my friends getting drunk so that they're more outgoing. Yeah. Have you ever dealt with a, a lot of hecklers doing comedy, Bong? Oh my goodness, yeah, it's definitely because they started out in Alberta, um, which, you know, I, I'm not sure how well you know Canada, but Alberta is like sort of like the Texas of Canada. It's very cowboy, it's oil country, a lot of oil money around there. Oh, wow. um, not as diverse as, say, Toronto. Um, there's like a chapter of the 
there's, they have like a pretty big chapter of the KKK in Alberta, which what? people tend wow. to come up Doesn't to me make and tell me about. Sense. Wow, holy crap, that's and, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So Al- Alberta very much prides itself on being um, being different from the rest of Canada. Personally, now I will say I was just ten years ago since I since I lived there. So from what I understand, they're much more in line with Canada. Like when I used to live there, um, they had like a two tier health system, which was the only place in Canada. Um, whereas obviously Canada is known for um, full health coverage, except for Alberta. So they were really different. So wow. be so because of that, performing in Alberta definitely um, definitely had hecklers. I remember probably the craziest scene was. Um, I was in Edmonton at, at one of the big comedy clubs there now, which, which I'm actually banned for life after this incident. But um, I was there, and they didn't realize, I guess they hadn't looked up my bio when they booked me to headline, but it was, um, I was booked for an oil field workers' retirement party. <laughs> and uh-huh. so I get up there, and I do, like, my tagline, like, official spokesperson for gay superhero agents. And, like, the crowd looked like they were in total shock. Um but yeah, so it just kind of descended from there. And I would say with, with the heckling thing, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a part of the job. And, and, you know, there's different types of hecklers. Like, you know, sometimes it's totally innocent. Like somebody who the MC was talking to and they don't understand the difference between the MC and the headliner. Like generally you talk to the MC but not the other acts um, okay. that are prescripted. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, some. Yeah, or somebody is, you know, they're they're a little bit drunk, or they, or somebody who just thinks that they're actually helping the show. You know, you kind of treat those hecklers, you know, a, a little bit softer. Like yeah, I've got you know, like I've got a like one of my lines is I'll just be like, oh, you know, you see an Asian on stage, so you think it's karaoke, but this isn't sing along with the song. So you know, like you kind of treat them a little bit friendlier because yeah. you know it's an innocent mistake. You you don't want to you don't want to like hit them with a bazooka and then make everybody feel like, well, what's going on? Um, but in this situation, it, it was crazy because there was somebody, there's this row of people, um, they're sitting at a table and somebody put down like a hundred bucks on the table and was like, I'll give this hundred bucks to whoever can fuck this bag it up the most. So as you can imagine, we just started yelling crazy shit. And, like, I'm from Winnipeg, which is, like, the Detroit of Canada. It's, like, the murder capital of Canada. So I'm, like, straight-up ghetto. I was, like, I don't oh. give a shit. I was, I don't care. So then we started throwing things. I might have, so my, my dad, like, trained me in Muay Thai. So I, like, might have jump-kicked somebody. Oh, anyway, I'm now banned wow. from that But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh... That was probably my craziest heckling story. Usually is there footage? Bong, is there footage of that? I want to see. I want to see that. <laughs> Not that I want to see. I want to see you spin kick somebody. <laughs> wow, dude. That's bonkers. That is That is, that is crazy. Yeah. Time, man. Yeah. Wow. So it is true. All Asians know some sort of uh, fighting skills. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure if like Canadian-born Asians, but definitely most foreign-born Asians. Wow. I would say because I was I was born on the way to a refugee camp because um, because wow. at the time Laos was uh, being taken over by communists, so we like escaped Thailand. So I would say wow. anybody who's first generation who wasn't born in Canada, I would say the majority of them are taught some type of way to protect themselves because it's you know 
it's yeah. it's sort of it's sort of it, you know like where we're from you, you can't just walk around without being able to defend yourself wow how old are you when you guys uh moved to canada i was we landed here i was three years old yeah do you do you remember much yeah. of being now, over there like in the, in the refugee camp or anything no, you know what? I can. It, it's kind of funny. I describe it as like I don't have memories, but I have like memories of remembering. If that makes sense, it's like when I was younger, I could remember more clearly, and because of that, when I was younger, I used to write. Um, I would write different stories, um, like even when I was in elementary, where it was still in my mind yeah. what happened. But now I can't remember myself. But when I read those things that I wrote when I could remember, so it's almost like. I have the memory of a memory, but not, like, it's not as clear now. Yeah, things get fuzzy, so. man. Like, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, wait a minute. Like, yeah, yep, I, I agree. I agree <laughs> with that. It's just, like, lifetimes ago, things seem. What, um, have you ever performed in the U.S.? Um, I, I have, yeah. About seven years ago, I came down. I was at the Great American Music Hall in San Francisco. I had been called up by... A producer with with MTV, um, I think for their logo network, and we taped a special called One Night Stand Up, and it was it was it was a really great experience. It was my first national TV show, um, or not show. It just uh, it was it was a single taping, so it wasn't like a series or anything. Um, but it was my first time on national TV in the U.S., and it was amazing because you know it was at the Great American Music Hall where you know like super famous, um, super famous comedians and singers like Aretha Franklin has sung there and all that. So just being in that space doing comedy was super amazing. And obviously being in San Francisco, you know, for for a gay Asian comedian, like that's kind of the Mecca because you think like the, the capital of the gays and the capital of the Asians in North America is kind of San Francisco. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool, cool. And uh, what were you going to say something, sir? I have a really offensive question. Oh. When you go on stage, do you <laughs> – this is – when you go on stage, do you turn up the gay a little? <laughs> um, I, would, I would say not in, not, in, um, not in the way that I speak or perform, but maybe in the way that I dress because you want, like, say – you know, I I would say when I'm on stage, I, you know, you generally try and you generally try and um, and and stand out a bit. So maybe I'm wearing brighter colors than I would in real life. Okay. Um, but I would say that's that's the main thing. Yeah, no. I would say when I'm on stage, I'm what? From I was just gonna say from watching your act to talking to you, yeah, I don't think you seem different. I I got a question. Who are your favorite comedians from back in the day? Like old school comedians. Oh, back in the day, I would say the first comedian. I'm not sure if he's super well known in the U.S., but he's he's a big comedian here. His name his name is is, is Sean Cullen, and he came through Winnipeg um, when I was young, and did he performed at a show called 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 Just for Laughs on tour. It's my first time seeing live comedy, so he really stuck with me. For American comedians, definitely, and it, this is—I feel like I need to get um, a, a different, uh, a, a different uh, hero. But like when I was first starting, I would say definitely Bill Cosby. I know he's kind of fallen from grace, but yeah. I would say that but that he, you know, like 
Yeah, I would say for my style, it's, it's more storytelling. It's about how he grew up in real life. So I his act of, was great. No, 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 his, elements that he did. Honestly, like as a person, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> but like his yeah. comedy was no doubt, it was revolutionary. Yeah, was he great. did. He had a great. He was act. fucking funny. The chocolate cake act. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I would say more, um, and then I, I think too when I was growing up, uh, definitely seeing seeing Margaret Cho's special, um, I think it was called I'm the One That I Want or something like that, that really resonated with me. And I would say of the current comedians out there, you know, he's been around for a while too, but I, I would say Chris Rock is definitely, Chris uh, Rock, is definitely somebody I really look up to. That's yeah. cool. Cool, man. What, um, uh, I saw too, Vong, you were in uh, the Gay Games? Yeah, yeah. When I'm not when I'm not doing comedy, I'm usually playing 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 uh, playing gay, gay sports. I what? probably play sports like six times a week. It's it's kind of sad. It's my main social outlet. That's cool. What is that your sport of choice? Oh, pretty pretty much pretty much everything I can get my hands on. So when I was at the gay games, I was the only athlete I think ever to um, to medal in four separate sports. So I wow. played. Badminton, tennis, volleyball, and table tennis. Have you ever thought about going pro with any of them? You no, know, they're 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 more for fun. Probably the one that I was the closest to being serious at was badminton when I was younger. I used to train like five hours a day. When my when my dad was in Thailand, he used to be on. I'm not sure if he made it quite to the Thai national team, but he was like he was like pretty high up there. So when I came here, he he really trained me and my brother. Um, and so that'd be the closest. I would say the other sports are more for fun, and I probably have more fun with them because with badminton you kind of peak at eighteen to twenty-two. So now whenever I play, it's just kind of like a sad shadow of what. Oh. Oh. Like, <laughs> what is? I gotta ask. I'm an ignorant American, and I, 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 I've seen badminton. But what are you doing? It? Do you catch the little thingy, or do you swing it back? Like, how does it work? That little so birdie. So you hold a racket and you it's it's kinda it's it's kinda like tennis, but instead of hitting a ball, you're hitting a birdie and the racket is smaller and the birdie isn't allowed to drop. Okay. So it's kinda funny because because like a, a, a lot of my a lot of my sports friends they also play gay gay football, um, which, which is huge in the US. They have this thing called the gay bowl every year. It's, it's, it's actually really big. Um, and like my football friends and my volleyball friends will make fun of badminton, but like I'm telling you, of all the sports, a half hour of badminton is more, I would say badminton singles is by far the most physically demanding sport I play. I could play tennis for five hours versus a half hour of badminton. Like, absolutely, badminton singles, it's not, it's crazy. So so that answers my question, because I I was curious, because they're all similar sports to you're hitting something over a net, so you feel like they're all very Mm -hmm. different, though. Yeah, I would I would say I would say badminton. You know what's funny? The different racket sports are actually not conducive to each other because they're almost they're they're almost too similar in a way that it'll mess you up. So very few people can play badminton and tennis at the same time oh, wow. because one is more risky and one you lose your whole arm. I would say actually um, playing volleyball and tennis is like a better combination because um, mm. at least you don't mess you don't mess your yourself up for the other one. And you know, I, I definitely like the um the individual sports 
but I think with volleyball and football, I like the team aspect as well. So I think I get a little bit of something from each of the different sports. Cool, cool. Um, Vong, we have to wrap this up, dude, but it has been amazing talking to you, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I was listening to uh, to the show earlier, and uh, well, I, I listened to the other episodes too. But uh, no, your your show is definitely super funny, and it's it's been an honor to be a part of it. Thank you, man. It's been great having you on. I hope you didn't listen to Driz. He's got a lot of issues. I don't know that guy. We got to get him. We got to. He likes he likes those teddy bears. He, he likes some teddy bear action. Bob. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with sleeping with a teddy bear, right? <laughs> Not the way you like yeah, to. Yeah, no, if there's one thing I've learned from the from the gay community, it, it's that, it's that uh, no matter what you look like or what type of person you are, there is somebody with that fetish. <laughs> yeah, I do. I want to say, too, real quick, Vong, I love your, uh, that's not Buddha. That's not a statue of Buddha uh, joke of the day. That that had me uh, cracking man. up. That yeah. had wait, me wait, dying. wait. Can you do that? I, I... Can you tell a joke for Slambo? We uh, never uh, ask that. We never well, ask we never any ask comedians to do a joke. This. But can you do your bo- Buddha joke for <laughs> our, our intern? Buddha's a figure I oh. really respect. Uh, he really <laughs> okay. is. So my, my, so my Buddha joke is um, that... You know, this was at a time in my life where I had uh, I, I had gained about 50 pounds because I had a knee injury, so I was, like, a, a little bit larger. And so I ended up going on a date with this guy, um, and we get into his house, and he has all these statues and paintings of Buddha, and at which point I would generally leave. But that night I was, like, a, I, was, I was, you know, he was pretty hot, and I was pretty desperate, so I was like, whatever. So we ended up like on his couch making out and he turns to me and he was like, you're so freaking hot. And I was like, oh, thank you. You have no idea how much you needed to hear that right now. And he was like, yeah, I'm really into chunky Asians. And so I was like, what the hell, bitch? So I get up and um, I get ready to leave. But on the way out, I get a closer look at these statues and paintings of Buddha. And suddenly I realized, oh my God, that's not even Buddha. They're just drawings of random fat Asians. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that fat laughing Buddha, that's not the Buddha. That's the, that, that is, that's the guy. He's like the saint of like, of like taverns and restaurants, that guy. Wow, Slambo's going deep. No, no, that's, I, I, I didn't mean to. Really I'll get you his number later, Vaughn. No, I no, think he's really interested, bro. Yeah, he likes chubby Asians as well. Who so. doesn't? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bob, yeah, he wasn't white. Either. Thank Jesus. you so much. It's been a blast. Where can everybody find you? Um, so my website is vong is vongshow.com. That's probably the best place to find me. Or on social media, it's at vongshow on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. It's it's all the same handle. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, dude. All right, thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime, man. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye, Vong. That was so a good joke. That was so awesome. Much, that joke, oh, that my God. That was a good joke. That's not Buddha. That's just fat Asian guys. Like, <laughs> so great. We'll be back. We will be back. Hey, Slambo. Yeah! Do you want to read a sweet graphic novel about a 17th century kid whisked into a mysterious world of the occult, intense danger and excitement? Oh, yeah! Then look no farther, my friend, and go to the Voyager, and go get the Voyager, written by Jeff Sturge and illustrated by Nick Marinkovich. Where do I find it? Go to 
Guernica Editions. G-U-E-R-N-I-C-A-D-E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S.com or Amazon.com. That's a lot easier to find than Guernica's. And order the Voyager, and that's spelled V-O-Y-A-G-E-U-R. Don't care, baby. I'm ordering that right now. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What did you do to New Slambo, Slambo? Why what did does you he do to yeah. Sean? Why was he... What did you, you were doing things, bro? Oh, well, he did it to blame New me. New Slambo did it. Set him up. Oh. Yeah, man. He sabotaged... Why don't you press New Slambo's button? I want to he, hear him talk. He sabotaged my brakes, too, this motherfucker. Ooh. What? Why is he quiet? What the fuck? Did you, because he's a shady... You ripped out his voice, Michael? No, he's a shady motherfucker, and karma is He was totally... He tried replacing you, and karma... Karma took his voice? Yeah. Ripped out his vocal cords. Fried out his vo- vocal s- servos. Segments. Thingy. Servo. Servo. <laughs> servos. Servos. Yeah, you servo. blow those servos circuits, out, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Show me again. I'll show you. <laughs> Go pick back up New Slambo and do no! that again. Pick him up. Pick him up and break him. I ain't doing that. Oh, oh, slam, him him up, slam him, bro. Just slam him into the couch or something. The couch arm. <laughs> the fuck you, you usurper! <laughs> Did his head just come up? No, his feet can't. Show him up. Oh, he's feet. all right. He lost it. No, he's not all right. Because I made sure he's not all right. He'll never walk again, Slim. Nobody replaces you. Oh. He doesn't replace me. Oh. Because I replace him with my dick. Show us your dick. Show us. Oh. I don't want to do that right now. Right? It's got to be consensual. It's got to be consensual. Plus, I've been no drinking. Means no. That means yes. Plus, I've been drinking, so it's like pulling itself inside oh. of me. You know, oh, is that what it like, does? It goes. Yeah, it, just, it retracts. It's like. It fucks you. Yeah. My, my own dick fucks All your dick me. fat swallows yeah. it. All my dick uh, meat, like, swallows myself. He's got a meaty dick area. You should know that. You, he should know that. Because he, he's, he's Italian, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, he said yeah. So does and, that and give... the Driz should know that, too. The Driz knows. The Driz knows everything. Where's... Yeah, that's right. See, showstopper. See, the Driz pretends he doesn't know, but he knows. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think he scared the... Sh- the showstopper way, Slambo. Did I? I think he's scared of you. I think he saw you destroy well, no, the robot. No, no, and he was no. like, oh, I don't know if I could call these guys. Show us that you're a man. Call back. Ooh. Ooh, challenging yeah. him. We're not going to hurt. We're not going to bite you. Uh, maybe. That didn't sound maybe. Yeah, at maybe all. If, yeah. if he wants you to. Maybe well, he'll just nibble, right, Slambo? If they want, yeah, maybe. Yeah, if they want a good nibbling. Because, you know, you, you, you got to give the people you, you, what they want. You've got to make through on your claims. You, you've got to show honor, man. Mm. Honor. That's the real way of a man. Yes. Honor. Exactly. <laughs> Where's he going? I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Not don't... you. I'm talking about Shawnee. <laughs> don't ask me. He's got a bone. <laughs> never ask a man where he's going. Whoa. Wow. Why not? Because you just don't know, man. What? So is it like offensive to ask you where you're no, going? No, it's not or... offensive. Don't don't, don't be offend him, Slim. No one should be offended here. So why why would I not ask you where you're going? No, 
You just can't because you well, don't know. It's not possible. Because you're not a gypsy. You don't know. Well, no. gypsies go where they want. Well, is it the yeah. whole point of me asking you where you're going is so that you can tell me? Because I don't I know. I can't tell you where Can I'm you going. tell them or can you smell I can't, them? I, I can smell them, but I can't. And it smells good, too. It does. Just so, you, you, just so you, the audience He's knows. easy on the nostrils. Yeah, he is. He's easy on the eyes and he's easy on the nostrils. And the asshole. You want to be easy on all the senses. All the holes. So how do you... Uh, Fuck all the women you fuck, Slambo. Well, you know, I'm easy on the senses. Is that what it is? Uh, that's that's what. How it do is. you how do you become how easy you on become the senses? Easy as well, you, you see, are. You just gotta You're a real like easy target. You just gotta scrub your butthole. You gotta oh, put right. on axe. Well, so I've, I I don't understand the art like, of scrubbing the butthole. Can you kind of go into deep? detail? Yeah, you go or like two knuckles deep. So you 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 you, you slather. Your Slather. fingers with the soap. Okay. Fragrant soap. It has to be fragrant I, I, body wash. Like a scrub or a soap? It has to be fragrant body wash. Okay. okay. Like flowery. And then you stick them up your ass and you just scrub. How deep, fingers. though? You, you didn't like answer that. Like open your ass up first with your fingers and then squirt it up? No, man, or you do gotta, you just put you it on your finger? You gotta slam it up. Because if you don't slam it up, it's not going to get... You got to slam it up. <laughs> so what yeah. you're telling me, that, so the woman, they know when they see you walking, they're like, that guy's got a clean anus. Exactly. Yeah. They got to put their and nose will, in? What else do you have to do? do? And they will do things to your anus as long as it doesn't stink. Like what things? Like fragrant things. The stuff that you like. <laughs> fragrant? What no, is no, no, no. It's not like... Like what, sticking a rose petal up there? It's not what... I like it's what you guys like. It's oh. what the individual. <laughs> so you likes. are a real pleaser. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. And if you're not confident in what you like, it's gonna smell like shit. <laughs> so that's like step one. Uh, what else do you do to attract you? Do you do everything. <laughs> like what's everything in your power? You gotta figure out. You gotta figure in your power. Finger out all your yeah. powers. Yeah, exactly what he said. They come what to fruition said. and they all yeah. blast out of the yes. Oh, okay. Of the area. Yes, he. he do you like pray to a god? I told him to. You, there, there are no gods. Oh, yeah. there's no god you pray to for that. Oh, okay, hold this on, is I got a show, Slambo. Robin Slim Show. Yeah, this is Sean, the showstopper of Valentino. What is going on, Sean? Not our show, Sean. How you doing? Doing good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Right. We're good, bro. What, what's, what's going on, man? Cool. Just picked up a new car, a BMW i8, my dream car, so I'm pretty excited. Flambo, what's nice. your dream car? My dream car is a Lamborghini, bro. Do you have a Lamborghini, Sean? Uh, not yet. Got to build down to it. So as far as Flambo is con- co- concerned, you haven't reached the heights. And you have to, <laughs> and you have to have a vanity plate. Oh, do you have a vanity plate, Sean? There's something up down there. What does that say? The showstopper vanity plate, right? Nice. What is the lifestyle, Sean? Uh, did you see the movie yet, The Bachelor Party? It was off of Amazon. I, I, wanted to, I really wanted to watch it. We are good friends with uh, Termaine Hayhoe. I love Termaine. And I really want. I watched the trailer. I was like, man, I want to watch this movie. And they took it off of Amazon, so I cannot watch it. Yeah, well, we're going to actually put it back on Amazon. We actually wanted to make it a little bit shorter because it's, a, it's an over-the-top comedy and it's extending it about almost two hours. So 
we want to take it down to around the 90-minute range, kind of more like that naked gun airplane type range because that's the type of tone we're going for with this movie. Oh, so it's so, a comedy yeah, movie? You, got, you, get, you guys should definitely love it. Yeah, it's an over-the-top comedy. It's like a mix oh. between... We call it, we called it the uh, the Bachelor meets Mission Impossible meets the Naked Gun, so it's definitely gun. blending a lot of different genres together. Nice. We thought it was just a documentary about your life. <laughs> it kind of is. It's a mockumentary, kind of. A mockumentary. That's cool. All right. I'm a, I'm I'm a big wrestling fan. It's WrestleMania week, and the best wrestling characters are people that have their own personality turned up to. Uh, the ultimate level and i think that's kind of what this movie's like it's the showstopper times 10 so yeah it was a lot of fun filming the movie obviously tremaine was the director and it was great working with him he actually originally saw me on a vice documentary a few years back called the next hugh hefner and he discovered me on that documentary and said we should work together and we did a few shows together we did uh the first ever internet bachelor series called The Showstopper, The Playboy Next Door. I don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to watch that, but no, it's I, a I saw the Vice documentary. Top show itself. So, some watch the Vice. Documentary. I did watch the Vice documentary though. That was cool. Okay, I wouldn't actually say it's cool. It's kind of thrown together last minute. I was in Amsterdam, and there was a Vice crew that happened to be not too far in London, and they they wanted to work with me for a long time. So kind of put it together the last second, but. So you were you were sandbagged by a vice crew? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you gotta sandbag them back, man. With your sandbag. The crew was really, crew was really cool. Actually, I mean, we got along really well. It was just, I mean, it was kind of a dead. It was a dead Tuesday night, and I think whenever you're putting a guy in a situation, trying to meet girls in a bar, it's always bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's the bar, the bar is just not a good place for guys to meet girls. For one thing, I would never even do that. And plus, uh, it was kind okay. of a dead, lame, lame bar that I would never even be at in the first place. So it wasn't a good setting. I think one of the things about the lifestyle is you have to be in the proper setting. Um, something like the Playboy Mansion, but a, like a generic bar that has nothing going on is not really going to cut it. It's not going to be a good spot for a documentary. But it was still fun doing it, and it led to this movie. So are you saying that like that's not really you? Are you playing a character, or is that like in that Vice documentary? Was that like who you are? I mean, I, to a degree, it was who I am. It just wasn't in a proper setting of where I'd ever be. So, I mean, if you, put, take, you take the showstopper and you put him in some lame bar, you're not going to get the showstopper. You and should you redo it. Playboy Mansion, it's a different story. So, it was, yeah, it was just not the right environment for uh, for the lifestyle. But that's fine. It was still a fun documentary. We were in Amsterdam. We were having a good time. And, again, it led to making this movie. So, it really, you know, even though that didn't go out exactly how I wanted it to go, I think... Uh, this movie was a lot of fun to film, and we've done. I've met a lot of good friends because of the documentary so, from people that discovered me on that show. So, uh, in that sense, it worked out good. Do you date a lot of women, Sean? Still, or have you settled down? <laughs> I, don't know what you, I don't know what you consider dating. It's definitely very casual dating, a very loose <laughs> definition of dating. Definitely not serious. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I, I like to say I'm married, but I'm married to my lifestyle. I'm traveling the world, having a great time. Surrounded by beautiful women, just partying, enjoying life to the fullest, maximizing life experiences, minimizing worries, and that's really what the showstopper lifestyle is all about. You never like crave like a real re- relationship, like substance. Um, I mean, that's a, substance means different things to different people. I mean, for me, substance is just having the time, maximizing time with my friends and family, and you know, I mean, the type of girls that. Probably don't have much substance. So, first of all, I think I'd need to meet a girl I'd actually want to take out in public before. 
Mm-hmm. Finding someone I could settle down with. So yeah, I haven't really had much down because I'm having too good of a time just having my freedom and just doing whatever I want when I want. And that's just, really the ultimate lifestyle is that you can't put a price on your freedom. I mean, look how many people are married. Do you think uh, any of them would want to trade places with what I'm doing? How many exactly? S- how many STDs do you have? <laughs> I'm sorry. How many How many STDs do you have? I have oh, all man. the you STDs, be, bro. You gotta always be safe and smart. I mean, that's really the main uh, thing. So it's it's yeah. no fun, man. Right, you can't be safe and smart. You gotta, smart. You gotta fuck them all. <laughs> Slamo says, "Fuck them all, raw dog." <laughs> raw dog, it, bro. He, he has, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, he has like I infinite. Care. He has an infinite number of STDs, like STDs that you've never even. Dude, I got a bola <laughs> of the dead. Heard of? It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Hold on. I I think we have a call. Hi, who's this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hi. shit, who, it's my buddy Frankie, dude. He's hooked yeah, me up, Frankie. Oh, hi, Frankie. Um, We're on the phone right now with uh the showstopper. Frankie, tell him about the sluts that you've hooked us all up with. Tell him. <laughs> we're talking to uh the showstopper. What's your name, Valentino? Sean Valentino. Sean Valentino, the showstopper. Have you ever been hit on by guys, he wants to know? Uh, I mean, it's probably happened at times. I don't know if it's that way, but again, you know, it's, I mean, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I mean, I think this, in a sense, that's more of a compliment because guys have the best taste as far as, uh, as, far as uh, work. It's true, bro. It's a compliment and respectfully to him. It is true, bro. What? He want he want to know if you ever been called a fuck boy. I have. No, congratulations. No, I've that's the first time I've heard that. But more like a playboy. I think that's that's the, more of the description I generally get. But. Did you hear that, Frankie? The playboy he's, lifestyle. He's been called a playboy, no. not a. No, he's been called more of a playboy, not a fuck boy. No. Uh, but but the fuck. Have you ever took up with guys? Never happened. Because I'm looking for a new boy toy. He's. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe your host can uh, accommodate you. I can do top or bottom if you want. <laughs> you know, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes if they have tits, it's it's cool. Sometimes. If the guys have tits? If the guys okay. have tits, it's cool, bro. There's I gotcha. tits there, man. I already said that. Do you agree with that, Sean? As long as the guy has some uh, tits. Um, all right. Well, I have I have been to Thailand every year, so I, you know what they say in Thailand. So I love lady boys. <laughs> oh, is that you're a big fan of that? It's, I, it's just a weird fetish, bro. <laughs> How many hey, well, lady boys have you been with? They have to be, but they have to be from Thailand. You only sleep with lady boys from Thailand, Slambo? Yeah, man. The most, the, the other ones are actual ladies, but from Thailand, man, it doesn't care. It doesn't matter, dude. It doesn't. Thailand doesn't care. Or it just doesn't fuck, matter. Cause you're in fucking Bangkok, bro. You Bangkok in Bangkok. Bangkok, you're the one banging the cock. So it's like not gay if it's overseas. It's not gay if it's Bangkok lady boys. Oh yeah, in, no, that's not gay. Yeah, you're in Bangkok. <laughs> no, lady boys. Hmm. 
What do you have any um, upcoming projects you could tell us about, Sean? Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a sequel to the Bachelor Party thing. We're going to be filming that this summer, and it should be out around winter time. But our main thing right now is putting uh, the Bachelor Party back on Amazon Prime, so it should be back there around Yo, May. You or should so. film it in so Bangkok. You got to fight for your right to party. Yeah, he's true, man. Is is that where it's, it's going to be? Is it going to be filmed out. overseas? Uh, the, the sequel, I'll have a lot of footage from overseas, but the, the original is mostly filmed in the L.A. area. It's a tribute to Hollywood. It has some of the most beautiful locations in L.A., from the, the Hollywood sign to Malibu to California. So, yeah, it's, it's really, really incredibly filmed. It's in 4K. You see, you basically got a tour of all of L.A., uh, which is a city I dreamt of living my whole life. I grew up in Michigan, so I think that everyone that watches the movie is going to get some real escapism out of it. It's a really fun uh, escapist type movie. We tell people that uh, I'm the most famous per- famous bachelor in the galaxy, and we're going to give you an out of this world experience. If it was really escapist, it would be in Bangkok. That's our guy here. Is all place. about. Can you take him? Can you pick him up and bring him to Bangkok? Yeah, can you bring our intern to Bangkok? The '90s always wanted. They want to go to Bangkok <laughs> too. They're just lying. Maybe you might need to. Maybe you can come along on that and can find some lady boys for you. You know. The the Driz told me how much he wants no, to meet some lady boys. He was just talking about it with me. I don't know who the Driz is. No, who we, who we don't have is. any affiliation with him anymore. Um, have you ever been? <laughs> They're dumped, lying. Sean? Have, yeah. you, have you ever been dumped, Sean? By a lady boy. I mean, I guess to be I guess to be dumped, you'd have to actually be in a serious enough relationship to be put in that position. And I just never really believed in serious relationships. I'm more about. Having a good time in the moment and that having a good time, lady boy. That's all part of the lifestyle. You want to just maximize your life. I live the lifestyle. Settle down, which is fine for some people, but it's never really the Bangkok lady boys. I've done a lot of dumping myself, but I mean, I don't think I've ever been. I've done a lot of dumping inside of lady boys. Was okay. So wait, have you? Slamo, hang off the mic for a moment. Though, Sean, like, are you satisfied? Uh, I think I'm too satisfied. I mean, every moment is exciting and fun. Uh, uh, 80 countries, uh, dated hundreds of women, just made a movie. So life is really good. I can't complain at all. So, I'm not happy. I don't know what could be. So hold on, Sean. You said you've done a lot of dumping, but you've never been in a relationship. So are you tricking women into thinking that you're going to be in a relationship with them and then dumping them? Have any chicks no, tried to stab you? That's too much effort. I mean, you don't even want to put on that type of pretense. I think the best thing about only being with women is to be very open and honest. And it's surprising how many people are open when they say that, you know, I'm not really looking for a serious, serious relationship. I'm just looking to have a good time. If you're cool with that, that's great. If not, you know, you can so you tell so, so you tell them there's no trickery or anything. You tell them, like, hey, I'm, I'm just here. Effort. I'm bucking. I'm here to fuck. Yeah, that's that's kind of what you say. I mean, you don't need to that's probably not going to get you very far either. You just got to be a little bit more smooth than that. But I think you know, I mean, if you just present yourself intelligently, I mean, I, Hugh Hefner always said that the real playboy isn't so much like a frat boy type. He's more somebody that's very cultured and cosmopolitan, well-traveled, well-educated. So you ever been called a like a frat boy, like a basic frat boy? I'm sorry? Have you ever been referred to like as a frat boy? Um... I mean, somebody that might not know me might think that, but obviously anyone that really knows me kind of knows. I'm more referred to as a playboy. That's the reason that I'm kind of the next Hugh Hefner. So, how big is your dick? It's gigantic! <laughs> Gotta keep things mysterious. 
Ah, I see. Uh, That's probably why I don't get laid a lot because I always tell (laughs) girls like right off the bat, I'm like, yo, my dick is like fucking 25 inches. some girls like that. They, so, yeah, I mean, you yeah. got to know your audience, right? <laughs> I just tell them I got a Maybe if they dick. don't like that, they might not be the one for you. So. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes it's a grower, not a shower. So, so be careful these days. You know, you got to be a little bit more careful than we're in these days. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Sean. We're going to... We got to wrap this up, Sean, but where can everybody find you? Uh, anybody can... Uh, follow me on Twitter at Sean Valentino, Sean with an S H A W N. You can also find me on Instagram at Sean Valentino, and also follow our movie, The Bachelor Party Movie, on Instagram as well. And the Bachelor Party will be coming soon on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Awesome, Sean. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. Take care, guys. Have fun. Take care. I like syphilis. <laughs> We're going on break. Hey, Slambo. Yeah! Do you want to read a sweet graphic novel about a 17th century kid whisked into a mysterious world of the occult, intense danger, and excitement? Oh, yeah! Then look no farther, my friend, and go to the Voyager. And go get the Voyager, written by Jeff Sturge and illustrated by Nick Marinkovich. Where do I find it? Go to... Yeah, uh, Gern, Gernica Editions, G-U-E-R-N-I-C-A-D-E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S.com or Amazon.com. That's a lot easier to find than Gernicians. And order The Voyager, and that's spelled V-O-Y-A-G-E-U-R. Don't care, baby, I'm ordering that right now, yeah! Fuck yeah. Robinson Show. Robin Slim Show. It's James. How's it going, fellas? Good. How you doing? J.M.I. Gallagher. That's the one. Cool, cool. How you doing, man? Doing very well. Been driving all day. Uh, headed to the great frozen tundra of Ohio to visit some family. Ooh. So, uh, been in the car for a good nine hours. Hold on one sec, James. Yeah, I'm having it. All right, try now. Hello? Fucking wires being shitty. How about now? How we doing now? We're only getting you out of one uh, headphone, one ear. What? Is it just started? Yeah, it was fine for every other call. I mean, is it a you thing or a me thing? It's a me it's thing. It's our thing. Yeah, it's just our wires being shitty. Did uh, you want to uh, switch, Slim? Or? I can switch to... <laughs> Try. Wait, talk real quick. This is me talking All to you. Right, I'm gonna switch to the other one. Then... Yeah, you guys can just let me know. Sorry, James. Whenever you guys figure it out. Yeah. No, it's fine. We are trying. It's... No worries. It had been all right all night, and now all of a sudden, <laughs> we're only getting out of one one uh one ear. We're only getting one earful. <laughs> Can you hear us? I can hear you guys clear as day. Cool. cool. We can hear you perfectly fine. J.M.I. Gallagher, horror author from Bull City, North Carolina. Yes, sir. Durham, Bull City. What is that like? The What is Bull City? It sounds so cool. 
Yeah, because it is cool. Um, <laughs> Durham, North Carolina is uh, probably the, the gem. It's a little-known secret to anybody outside of the state, but everybody knows Raleigh. Uh, a lot of people know Chapel Hill, but not as many people know Durham. Durham is uh, this dirty little tobacco town that uh, blew up when the tobacco boom hit way back in the day. And uh, it's a very industrial city, but it's uh, really come into its place. And I'd say around about 2009, 2010, when the economy uh, tanked, uh, the city hit it really hard. But in the past 10 years, it's come back and, uh, you know, a million places to eat, a million things to do, a lot of great venues to see bands and things like that. It's just a dirty, rough town. Their motto is keep it dirty, Durham great place cool yeah because you hear about so many places like that that have once thrived and then they die and they never come back like probably like albany new york yep. is one of those yep. there's they're all over the absolutely place. syracuse too yeah syracuse uh even yep. uh oh uh detroit for a while was was on the, the downcline so yep absolutely how long have you been writing jmi many many moons um so the the interesting thing about the, the writing that I've done is that when I was a much younger man and when I was in college, when they invented the Internet, um, <laughs> I actually sat down and probably typed uh, two novels worth of material with an IBM Selectric typewriter. And back in the day, you had to send your stuff off to publishers and you would wait and you would wait and you would wait. And uh, frankly, I ended up just chucking that stuff out of mm -hmm. frustration. Um, and so... It wasn't until, uh, I guess, maybe three or four years ago, I picked it back up in earnest, and uh, I've kind of been going strong ever since then. Cool, cool. And what are your books? Is your series uh, Three Bad Things? So the the first book that I've put out is, is Ten Bad Things, and it's a, a collection of short stories. Um, and I'd say it, it probably classifies better as weird fiction rather than horror. Some of them are, are a little more horror-bent, but other ones are just bizarre. Mm. Uh, I've always been inspired by uh, the old Twilight Zone series, right. I love that the old series. black and white Twilight Zones, the X-Files, all that good stuff. So it, it leans more that direction. Uh, I've got another one coming out sometime in the near future here. I'm just wrapping it up. Trisha Martin, you guys have had her on, is, is doing the cover work for that one for me. Cool. And uh, I've got another novel in the pipe as well behind that one, but it's it doesn't really fall into that category of uh, horror at all. That, is it like a totally other uh, genre? No, actually, what what happened was when I when I put this book out, it was really well received, and um, in particular, there's a story in this collection called Forever Well, mm -hmm. and uh, it's sort of about a bizarre little town and one particular incident that happens to these two boys. And um, in that story, I had a lot of people respond with the whole question of, well, you know, what happened to those guys? Because, spoiler alert, these boys get buried alive. And um, the, the thing of it is, is that uh, the well that they fell into, the water grants immortality. So they're buried alive immortally. Oh, wow. And, oh, man, that is hell. That is, that <laughs> is yes. hell. And, yeah, and so the, the question I got from people is, what's going to happen and at what point are those two boys going to climb out of that hole pissed and come back yeah. for vengeance yes. and uh and so i meditated on that and um I've, I've got that going on in a whole that one story turned into a whole book in and of itself cool. um, but it, it delves it delves not just into these two boys and what 
tragedy befell them, but rather uh, the poison of small town life. Uh, so it's dealing with a larger theme for sure, mm. kind of the, the hidden the hidden stuff that goes on behind the scenes in what otherwise looks like an idyllic town. Mm. Um, and so it's, nice. yeah, it's, we're going to find out what happens to those boys and the guy who buried them. So nice. yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. <laughs> just, just that setting for whatever reason immediately makes me think of hot fuzz. Well, that that's definitely oh, twilight yeah. zone-ish too. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for me, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you guys are big fans of this, but have you watched the original twin peaks? I no, never I keep meaning it. to because it sounds really interesting, and I'm always seeing stuff about it. And I'm like, I have to sit I down wa- and watch. I this. did watch the first episode with, with you. me. Yeah. It's like something if yeah. I didn't get into it, uh, it's been on for a while. I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna. And that was kind of the way that one was. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, if if you can force yourself to sit down and watch maybe the first three episodes of it. It starts out kind of slow, and you're like, what is this going to be about? And then all of a sudden it takes this hard dogleg right, and you go, what just happened? <laughs> and it's at that point you can't put it down. And um, nice. the the whole thing behind Twin Peaks is very similar to that, to that sort of like what's going on under the surface. Otherwise it looks like a relatively normal kind of clean-cut place, but there's a whole lot going on underneath. And that's uh, the story Forever Well is going to turn into a book that, that covers a lot of that. And a lot of that is inspired from – from small town southern life as well my wife and i are originally from the midwest we've been down in the south for going on almost 20 years and uh, small town life is, is is definitely different than any other life does that it there is. just feel life, like the town life it just feels like the town's plotting against you all the time uh you know what you, you come across some really unique situations that's all i got to say <laughs> without incriminating <laughs> actual town but but yeah you know you, you come across things where you you have these experiences in small town life and you say that's unbelievable like i would expect wow. that maybe in new york wow. i might expect that in in a you know like even in cleveland or somewhere like that but i wouldn't expect that in the small town and yet it happens and wow. so it's kind of crazy nice as a writer jmi do you find a certain time of day or year more uh productive no, I don't. I it's see. This is a good thing about what you guys do and what I do. Um, nobody really puts money in our pocket to do it. We just do it because we love it. Yeah. And if if we end up getting paid, that'd be fantastic. Yes. And uh, you know, my books sell, and that's good. But I think any writer will tell you you don't you don't make mad cash unless you're like J.K. Rowling and you sell the Harry Potter series. Yeah. So we do it because we love it. And when it comes to inspiration, that gives me a lot of freedom to write whenever it takes me but i would say this that um david lynch the guy who wrote the twin Peaks series i was listening to some some seminars he did and one of the things he said is he said you follow an idea you go fishing for an idea and then you let the idea lead you somewhere and i would say that the majority of my writing is like that um you guys asked me to share a story a little bit later and i will and uh, just to give you an example um my daughter one of my younger daughters uh kept waking up like three or four o'clock in the morning this was years back and and three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock, she'd burst into our room and she'd be screaming about stuff incoherently. You know, kids get like night terrors and things like that. Yes, my dude, oldest son used dude, to get those. I used to get those when I was a little kid. They, they're fucked up. Yeah, it's just the worst, right? And and as a parent, it's also insane because you know you're in this deep sleep. You got to work in the morning. Yeah. This kid, you know, kicks your door in like a SWAT team, screaming about stuff, and uh. After about two weeks of this and pretty much losing my mind, I was laying in bed one night after she had done this, 
and I thought, you know, kids do this a lot, but what if there was a reason that the kid was coming in? You know, what, what if she was seeing something that was actually there that we weren't seeing? And so uh, I actually, that, that fed a whole, stare, a whole story that's in 10 Bad Things. Nice. And so, the, you know, the inspiration, when do I write? I write when it comes to me. Um, sometimes you sit down and, and write 15 sentences. I, I try to write maybe 15 to 30 minutes a day. And uh, if I if I do that, that's great. If not, that's okay as well. I just I would rather catch a good story. Cool. I was gonna say too. I saw you're a professor and all that. Do you ever like stop in the middle of work to just jot stuff down? Because like I always carry paper on me, and there and all the time. Sometimes the the, the 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 ideas come to you. Yeah, just you're you're you could be doing anything, and all of a sudden it just comes to you. Oh, all the time, all the time, and and I uh you know. Ghetto is one of my my key tenants. So I, I go to Walmart and I buy the cheapest. They sell those little three packs of like eighty nine cent notebooks. Yes. They're like <laughs> maybe three inches by two inches, and I just keep one in my breast pocket. And just, if something yeah. comes to me, I'll just stop, write it down, or I keep one by the bed and wake up at three a.m. and think I got a brilliant idea and write it down, only to wake up and it says something like carrots on fire, and you say I have no idea what I was thinking. <laughs> I um, did that once. But, yes. I woke up in the middle of the night yep. and I had an idea and yeah, it just said like <laughs> something like this. Yeah, carrots on fire. Like I was like, what? That's not. Yeah, you wake up and you're like, this makes no fun. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. James, would you be able to read us an excerpt, excerpt from one of your writings? Absolutely, man. I would I would love to. Give me one second here to, to grab a page and uh, and read something for you. Cool. All right, so I'll, I'll actually... Um, I'll start out here in the uh, – I this story is called I Want a Puppy. And uh, mm-hmm. since I don't have time to read the whole thing, I'll just uh, bring you up to speed. So this, this young girl has been waking up late at night and complaining to her parents that uh, she's wanted a puppy for a really long time. And she keeps telling her parents that she's seeing some kind of big dog mm-hmm. in the hallway late at night. And so uh, this, is, this is her waking up probably the third or fourth time uh, to bother her parents about it. Daddy, she screamed. Daddy, the black spider dog is back. She flung open the bedroom door and leapt onto the bed. Startled by the screaming and commotion, Mr. Beeman sprang from his bed, smashing his toe against the bedpost. Emily, what in the name of all is good are you doing? He glanced at the clock on the bedstand. The digital display read 3.22 a.m. He cradled his head in his hands, overcome with frustration. That's it. Tomorrow you're going to the doctor, and we're going to get this taken care of one way or the other. With that, he grabbed his pillow and comforter and stomped out of the room, mumbling curses and turning off all the lights as he went. He spent the rest of the night on the couch in the den. The next day, Mr. Beeman made good on his promise. He called off work and made a doctor's appointment for Emily. They all sat silently in the waiting room of the pediatrician's office. Mr. Beeman was half asleep, his head bobbing forward and then snapping upright as he repeatedly nodded off. Beeman, the doctor will see you now, said the receptionist. A nurse met them at the door and walked them down the hall to a vacant room. Not long after, their family doctor, Dr. Pullman, entered, flipping through Emily's chart. So you're having some trouble sleeping, eh, he said, with a warm smile on his face. He was an older man, a seasoned physician. What's keeping you up at night? Yes, she answered, through a haze of exhaustion and embarrassment. I keep seeing a monster in the hallway. It looks like a big dog and a, and a spider, and it has an eye, and... Really, tell me more, said Dr. Pullman, placing a hand gently on her shoulder. Emily recounted the entire tale. She told him about the sound of rain, the strange shape-shifting spider creature, the need for light, and, of course, the fact that her parents were mad at her for waking them up all the time. 
Oh, I don't think there's anything to be mad about here. Losing sleep certainly isn't any fun. He grabbed his yellow pad and wrote down a prescription for some little pills. That night, around the dinner table, Mr. Beeman's spirit seemed to have been lifted. He held the prescription in his hand as he drove. He waved it victoriously and beamed. This is the ticket to a good night's sleep, Emily, he said. We'll get this filled right away, and tonight, you're not going to see a single monster in that hallway. No one else? I'm not going to see a single child all night. No, Daddy, I don't want medicine, she said, terrified by the thought of being asleep and unable to defend herself if the monster returned. Oh, you'll take it all right. I'll not fall asleep at my desk at work again. Your monster in the hallway is going to get me fired. Suddenly, a flash of anger surfaced. Mrs. Beeman patted him on the knee, attempting to calm him down. Okay, Daddy, I'll take the medicine, she said weakly. That's my girl, he said. Tonight we'll all sleep much better. That night at dinner, Emily ate slowly, occasionally glancing across the table with a small tan bottle of pills in front of her father. She developed a plan. She would take a pill right after dinner. Instead of swallowing it, she would hide it between her cheek and gum. Then she would go straight to the bathroom and spit out the pill. It worked wonderfully. She'd concealed it easily and was relieved when she finally washed it down the drain. Even without the pill, she felt rather tired. It had been a long day with the doctor's appointment and so many nights of missed sleep. She crawled into bed, tucking her My Little Pony-themed blanket around her neck and quickly fell asleep. Later that night, her parents made their way upstairs. It had been an exhausting day for them as well. They were more than ready for bed, and hopefully they'd have a full night's rest for the first time in what seemed like an eternity. They stopped in the doorway of Emily's room and looked in. She looks like a perfect angel, said Mrs. Beeman. Look at her poor little eyes. They have such dark circles underneath them. I hope she's okay. Oh, I wouldn't be worried about her anymore, said Mr. Beeman. She's going to sleep like a fairy tale princess tonight. He laughed softly and gave his wife a wink. What do you mean, she asked, sensing that he was hiding something. Nah, nothing really. I just crushed up an additional pill in her drink. The directions on the bottle said she could take two if one wasn't enough. I wanted to be absolutely sure we'd all sleep well tonight. Oh, David, you're such a stinker, she said, laughing softly at his clever maneuver. Well, if it's safe, I suppose it won't hurt anything. They switched off her light and headed for their room. That night, Mr. Beeman turned off all the lights and with great satisfaction. He had taken a hot shower and crawled into bed, cuddling up next to his wife, who was already slumbering. Not long after everyone had fallen asleep, there was a stirring in the guest bedroom. The salmon-colored bed skirt quivered and the bed jostled about. From underneath, a black, amorphous blob began to unfold and spill into the room. The soft sound of rain filled the air. The creature bent and contorted until four long legs, an eye stalk, two antennae, and a long, spiny tail burst forth. It crept forward, its eye rapidly taking in the environment. It recognized every thread of carpet and fingerprint on the doorknob. Moving swiftly to the door, it poured itself underneath the quarter-inch crack and out into the hallway. Making its way toward Emily's room, its heart rate quickened. Hyperintelligent, it recognized its owner immediately. The smell, the sounds, the facial features, the sound of her unconscious thoughts ticking like a clock. She was asleep, dead to the world and buried underneath a mound of covers. The eye focused on her, monitored her, breathing and temperature. It knew something was different about her. The creature climbed on the bed and crept carefully up to her face, prodding her playfully with its antenna. It wanted to fetch a stick, chase a ball or gnaw on a bone. Its little master was asleep and would not wake soon. It gave a soft, frustrated whine and muted yip, instead turning its attention to the door across the hallway. Leaping from the bed, it softly slunk to the door of her parents' bedroom and listened. Two humans were in there. 
breathing deeply and sleeping soundly. They would make an easy meal. It slithered under the door and began to work. Hopefully its master would wake later and they could finally scamper about together, Emily and her brand new puppy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love it. That was awesome. <laughs> so good. So good. Thank you, James. I was going to ask if you could tell us what yeah. JMI stood for, but it's James Michael Irving? That's a good guess, James Michael Ian. Oh, wow. Close, close. I didn't know if you'd have Very to kill close. me if I if I guessed it right. So I'm still... <laughs> Yeah, you're pretty close. <laughs> cool, cool. That's awesome, dude. James, I was going to ask, um, what are you a professor of? Uh, English grammar and composition. Do you ever work your books into the curriculum? You know what? No. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, it's it's kind of a, a pre-generated sort of thing that we're responsible for, for shoveling into students. You know, the boring <laughs> stuff is the English grammar. I don't think anybody... Even grammar professors like English grammar. Um, it's the composition part that I like is, you know, just being able to help kids figure out how to write properly. So many yeah. people can't communicate worth a lick. So being able to do that for, for students is, is a great pleasure, actually. So, so you teach grammar and then you go home and write and it's completely like ungrammatical. <laughs> like it's not following any of the rules. <laughs> Break the rules. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's, that's, that's actually a good question. Um, you know, even as a, as a grammar professor, you still make lots of mistakes. And so it's always kind of humorous sending, sending my stuff in for editing and having it come back to me with lots of red marks all over it, thinking, you know, I should know better. Wow. But wow. yeah, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, you still end up making lots of mistakes, and uh, I get I get plenty of junk about that for sure. Like, shouldn't shouldn't you know how to write? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I should. Yeah, technically, but yes, technically I should. But oh well, what are you gonna do? James, did you have lunch with two dead Siamese brothers? Yeah, I did have lunch with two dead Siamese brothers. Actually, uh, um, I don't know if you guys are are big into the. Well, you guys are probably big into weird, right? I've listened to enough of your shows. You're you're big into the weird. I like the weird. So, uh, Love the weird. You like the weird. The weird is good. Um, yeah. I've been a, a huge fan of sideshow stuff. Like back when freaks yes. were like a real thing. Yes. Um, and not just like the the junky carnivals you get now with the tilt a whirl. Um, but like real deal, you know, people with actual deformities and things like that. So way yes. back in the day when P.T. Barnum and Bailey existed and they had their sideshows, um, they, uh, there was a couple, it was a brother, two brothers, they were Siamese twins called Chang and Eng Bunker. Yeah. Yes, and, I've uh, heard of that. Yo, I, I got a question. What's that? Oh, yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Have you ever been to a place called the Mutters Museum in Philadelphia? I have not been yet, but they, I've been a lot of places, and that is one I have to go. It's on my list. Dude, they have they have a uh, they have a, a plaster cast of Chang and Ang there. Oh, cool! And, and they have all kinds of crazy shit there. Like, can stop. he finish oh, his yeah. Can he finish his story now, Slambo? No, okay. <laughs> Dude, I. I, I <laughs> no, no, no! You're fine. It's it's cool. They they actually put uh, it's it's mainly gas, but down in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, by the coast, it's like two hours from where we live. They put in a a museum of oddities there as well. But it's it's mainly gas. It's you know somebody took a really ridiculous like half a fish and stuck a half a monkey on it to make a Fiji mermaid. Fiji mermaid. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But uh, but I'll still pay ten bucks to go look at that stuff. <laughs> so, uh, this place is nuts. You got. So there's this all right so there's this like one corpse there right 
yeah. this lady was so fat when she was alive. She was so huge. And I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to like I'm He's not not trying. I'm not like making fun of fat people. No. <laughs> but this woman was she was so large that the soil in Philly turned her into soap. They call her the soap lady. <laughs> You've got to see this. It's like it's crazy. That sounds awesome. Like she's just a just, just a chunk of soap. <laughs> nice. It's worth seeing. You gotta see. Are it. you able to like pay an extra fee and chip a little piece no. off to take home for later? No. I was gonna want to wash with it. No, her. because there's all kinds of <laughs> there's all kinds of other crazy shit for you to see there. They, Wait, they, oh, they, wash with her. No, man. Is there a shower scene? <laughs> no, no. No, there's like the foreign fetuses. Yes, they, they have the pickle punks. They've got like a whole, they've yeah. got a whole like <laughs> wall of pickled fetuses. Yes. Different that shit. That sounds exciting. Stuff. 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 Wow. It's it's creepy nice. stuff. <laughs> but like if, yeah, you're yeah. Into, if you're into oddities, go, go see there. it. Yeah, go see it. Next All right. It's on my list. Easy. Done. I mean, how many stories are going to come out of that, right? <laughs> I'm going to mute his mic now. So. Yeah. No, 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 man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. There's, there's so many voices. I don't know who I'm talking to. There's, you... there's, like, I know Robin Slim, and then there's this guy with a beard in the background. That's who you that got. Guy That's who you got right now, James. <laughs> I muted his mic, James, and he's now leaning into my mic to talk to you. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> he's the Lamborghini and he's, that's all I have to say right now it's all he has to say <laughs> all right all right fair enough. fair enough yeah so anyway these guys uh these guys were born in Thailand then P.T. Barnum bought them up and they went on tour everywhere and they stopped in this little middle of nowhere podunk town called Mount Airy North Carolina it's not really as podunk now it's really nice um but anyway their their grave is there Got these little brochures alongside of it. And uh, little known fact also, Andy Griffith Show. Y'all remember that show? Yes. Andy, Griff- Andy Griffith Show. The Griffiths are from Mount Airy as well. And like Aunt wow. B's Diner and all that stuff, it's all in Mount Airy. But anyway, I-, I could care less about Andy Griffith when I got a couple Siamese brothers to eat lunch with, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so that's what I did. I sat down and had lunch at their grave with uh, Chang and Eng Bunker. And dig this. They both married different ladies and then had 21 kids between the two of them wow are there are any of them I mean, around the, the logistics are mind-boggling yes <laughs> that shouldn't even be possible <laughs> they were breeders the angs they definitely Jangs. were clearly they were clearly they were not just farmers but uh <laughs> yeah so they they just settled there they bought up a bunch of land and everything and i guess their descendants still live around in the area and whatnot but wow. uh that's where i was today on my wow. way north i made a made a bucket list stop to, to hang out at their grave for a little while Good nice. time. james we have to wrap this up but it has been a, a blast talking to you man absolutely man it's too bad we didn't get to, to talk more about hanging with lucretia yes um i did I, your episode blast, of that is amazing able to do it your episode of hang, your episode of hanging with the creature is amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I, I, Trish is awesome. I put the script together for that. We ran up there, did a three-hour deal. Uh, you guys are next, so uh, I'm actually yes. working on a script. Uh, I'll be talking to you guys. Hopefully, we'll get you into that show. We would love to have you be interviewed by Lucretia. We'd love to. Yeah, we've been in the talks with uh, with Trish and Gordon, and yeah, they just said they're real busy this time of year, but we'll definitely make it happen. That sounds great. 
Where can everybody find you, James? Where can everybody find me? At Three Bad Things on Twitter. You can also uh, go to Amazon.com and type in Ten Bad Things, J.M.I. Gallagher, and you'll find my book. There's a little Amazon author page that goes along with that as well. And uh, you can poke around YouTube and find bits and bobs as well for J.M.I. Gallagher. If you want another bad thing, he's got a beard and he's in the corner. You can come get him at any time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do bad things to everybody. <laughs> Thank you, James. Including these two, but when you're off. <laughs> not not so you can hear it. Uh, you're the worst. All right, I'm the best. Thank, thank you, James. Have a, Have good, a good one, one James. Yo, was was that really like the the right button I pushed? I, I don't know. You pushed. <laughs> it, I muted him and then he wrong. unmuted himself. <laughs> All right, we're going. Ron is get into Ronnie and then we'll. we'll... Ron is talking. This is the Slabagini himself, baby. And if you're a listener of the Robin Slim Show, then I'm sure you're a fan of Sauces Matisse. We open lots of our best shows with his songs. But don't wait to hear his music's just on our show, baby. Go to SoySauceSound.com and listen all the time. With 10 albums for free or of little charge. With the option of purchasing for a donation. Almost 100 songs so far. New music is constantly dropping. You'd have to be a real piece of shit not to. He has killer tracks like Only Sometimes. Sometimes do a My music doesn't make a lot of moolah sense Cause I'm a dash of Adam Driver makes a coupon set Match a dapper to dash it, but I'm poop on mess Give me a beat, give me a pen and a pattern, then who got next? Me, you got teeth coming after you like you was a nest I never deceive when I'm rapping, I'ma do it for next I cannot believe what some veterans would do for a check Because I'm a beast and I'm better, but I'm goofy as that Nerd Punk What's my pitch to be an internet sensation? I call these godly marketers six internet sensation Cause it's data and it's dedicated, intricate and patient But with every waking day I strain to pick up with the patience Every time I'm feeling like the slightest into doubt I just keep on fucking writing so my light don't fizzle out And expectations your expectations You go to work after ain't nobody heard That ain't, ain't nobody yearn for you rapping any words That ain't worry cause you're sure that a rapper spinning verses As perfect as you have is deserving of a sure pass Sure, yeah, oh it's the entitlement and attitude Like everybody gotta pat you on the back But alas, you're a hack and you're whack So you have to Lower your expectations So what are you waiting for, baby? Go to SoySauceSound.com And start listening today! Yeah! That's my tech kid. Mr. Ronald Burlington is a newly retired special ed teacher from Mastic, Long Island with strong community ties. He's always had an open door policy, and now he has an open door podcast where various people come in and sit down to discuss the world we live in today. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be Ron's neighbor? And good evening, boys and girls. We have Mrs. Kathy Caudio on this show tonight. So tell us, Mr. Kathy Caudio, what is your goal? Tell us what made you My get goal? it. Yes. What? What? <laughs> what do you? What? What do you expect? What? What? What is your final goal? 
Well, well what do you want to teach everybody? The goal for the book is to have it it's generational. Do you pass it on to your children or come on in. You know, Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah, come on come on in, Frankie. So sorry about that. Keep on talking. You pass it on to your children or you can give it to your parents to get a lot of questions answered. Hey Ronnie. Okay, so what about somebody like Frankie here that just came in? Who are you talking to she, tonight? Uh, we're, we're talking to Mrs. Cassicardio, and she wants to make sure that America is healthy. I got a guy. And not only America, everyone. Driz, he's a new guy. He drove me here tonight. Yeah, he's also coming he's in. He's coming in a minute. And he I wants think, to know. I you, think he's, got, he's a every, rapper, and he's going to. Yeah, he's a rapper, but everybody here wants to know. How we can make ourselves better, yeah, and healthier as a person, as people. Oh, I was gonna say it's not a health book; <laughs> it's a self-help book. <laughs> we're well, 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 that's why we're here because we all need. We want to learn. Yeah, we want to learn. We want to be. Right. We want to help ourselves. Well, the book basically is teaching you to live your life to the fullest and to leave the rest behind. Meaning, go for what you want in life. Know what that is first. Go for your bucket list. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to put that on my bucket list. Actually, what if you are kids? Should you just have kids? Yeah, what, what happens if you have children? Because, <sighs> you know, you want to you want to teach your values to children. Right, absolutely. Yo, and yo, there's a yo. whole questionnaire part of the book regarding, you know, parental advice and things on that order. Parental well advice. Yeah, what up? So, what if your yeah, child up, hooks up with yeah, a man like the Drift here? But before you you talk, Drift, tell yourself, tell Mrs. Cardio about yourself because who? Mrs. Cardio, she wants to know. So, guys, just did a shit lot of cardio. Tell her about yourself. No, wait, wait, wait. I did some boxing with the dude. No, Tell her cardio like boxing. You ever tell her about yourself? Tell her about yourself. Yeah, I'm a famous internet rapper. Who am I talking to? Yeah, who's this? <laughs> Come on, uh, don't be shy. Yeah, there's somebody on the phone or something? Uh, He's a professional in what he does. Yeah, hello? Is there anybody there? I think she hung up a while ago. She hung up. She has this entrance center. Fucking boxing gloves. Calling it four minutes ago. I think that was. And a boxing glove. <laughs> <laughs> you just tell tell Driz what 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 he needs to oh. be a better person. <laughs> There's nobody there, so I'm <laughs> I know, I know. I'm she just... doesn't want it. She hates <laughs> us. Settle her book. <laughs> what, what did she say to you guys? <laughs> I just. Came she was in. all about it at first, and then like as soon as she... Frankie. <laughs> Trying to drink this in my boxing glove. I know. Uh, what, what has been Ron's favorite part of the show tonight? Well, I, I just loved when the Drift came in with those boxing gloves. That was my favorite. 
Because you know what? Those boxing gloves. <laughs> would you let him punch you in the butt cheeks? I would let him butt punch me in my face. Y'all bend over. Y'all bend over. Yeah, I'm gonna just, give y'all you know, it's just, just let him bare bottom punch you. It just make my butt. No, no, you gotta do it through the. Because it will y'all make stand more. Up. It, it stand up. It makes more. Yeah, you gotta stand up so I can get a real good one in there. It, it makes more of an impact. Oh. He's gotta do. Oh, that did you like that? Oh. I liked it. Yeah. I just loved it. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. At it. You see, that's all you gotta do for your glutes. <laughs> that is all you gotta do for your glutes. You have the drills punch you with boxing. Drills. I'm in boxers too. And they get thicker, and you get stronger. <laughs> And the drift gets stronger, and everybody wins. She didn't teach us that. <laughs> she should have teached us. She was she, she was. I feel like she hung up because when I got out here, it said four minutes ago, she hung up. So. She was intimidated, baby. <laughs> she didn't like. She didn't like your man juice. Your man aura. No, no, she liked my man. <sighs> she didn't she like just, your man. She was just, no, 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 no. She loved it. She was just too intimidated. What would you say to her if she was still on? I would say, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to massage you to make you feel like a woman. Show me on the dress how you would massage. Who yeah. wants to take a picture I of would, that? Don't trust me. I would just stop. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gay. <laughs> no, he on, loved it. Show <laughs> me <laughs> on the dress how you would massage. <laughs> I would put away. <laughs> See, he, the Druid is homophobic. <laughs> he is. He really is. A, he really is a problem. He's gonna leave. He's gonna lose all his fans. I would. Yo, I don't know what you're talking about. I love the facts. I think. Yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> That's why he keeps on swinging at him. <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> How's new slam out? Yeah, he's dead. Because <laughs> I killed him. Flambo was so mad at him. Oh, he's lying on pieces. What? On the floor. Why? How many pieces? Oh, many pieces. Well, find his pieces. We gotta yeah, put him back together. He's a fucking piece of shit, and he's not coming back together. Where'd he go? He was still on one piece. Like We're making him part of he's a battle. Let it lit up. Where'd he go? We're making him part of a battle pterodactyls, baby. What? Yeah. Battle Fucking battle dactyls. Baby. Where's our new battle dactyl? They're coming. In. With their wings. And their loud voices. <laughs> Stop laughing. You know you're afraid that both of you are shitting your pants. What does it sound like again? <laughs> Terrifying. Should be terrifying. You should be shitting your pants. He is the brown. How did he go again? How did they go again? Wait, wait, you me or the battle Who is the leader of the battle They got no leader, baby. They're they're evil. And they just want like a blood. Group. They just want blood, baby. So if you're evil, there's nobody leading you. Is that what you're saying? You're just all in on it together. We're all in on it together, baby, and we want the death of civilization, baby. Wow. You're all gonna Why? die. Like the. Trump? Are you a battle dactyl? We all came. We were all birthed. You are. We were all birthed from the jizzes, pee the drizz, <laughs> his pee hole. <laughs> 
And he will never admit it. But it was the Drizz. You're not a battle dactyl. You're the Slamborghini. No. No. No, no. The Slam... We killed the Slamborghini. We killed the new Slamborghini. He's dead. No, both. Well, we killed him. Both. Why why did we kill New Slambo? What was wrong with him? Because they both suck. They they both look like they have fucking robots. Oh. And we look like we're dinosaurs, bitch. (laughs) So the the dinosaurs is better than the robots. They're better than the robots. How do you know? Says who? I know. Because the Drizz told me. And the Drizz... We came uh, out of his penis, baby. Who's the Drizz? Yo, you know who the Drizz is. Never heard of him. You're full of shit, baby. You know who the Drizz is. Drizz just doesn't know. No, no, the Drizz doesn't want to admit to it, baby. What does he have to admit to? He doesn't have to admit to anything. Because we came out of his penis. <laughs> the, the battle tactiles came out of the Drizz's penis? We did. Yeah, so one time I went into like this fucking time machine. I went back in time. I only wanted to go back like a day. And the battle dactyls came out of the teddy bears. I accidentally went back to prehistoric times. Yeah, I was in prehistoric times. No, he wasn't. This giant. He fucked teddy bears. I. I, I'm speechless. No, yeah. keep going. Nah, I'm done. Fuck no, you. No. You're a fucking asshole. Keep stop going. touching me. Keep stop going. touching me. Keep you're going. fucking. Stop it. You homo. Yeah, just keep me. going. Stop. Yeah, no, 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 no. no I don't no, like stop it. Protect. I don't like it when we're other men touch me. Y'all yeah, please. <laughs> please stop touching me. It's Y'all stop dead. touching me. <laughs> Y'all stop it. Stop it. You're making me really uncomfortable. No, we're not. I only. We're making him horny. Yeah, like. I like girls. I like women. He doesn't like girls and women. He likes teddy bears. Yeah. Y'all know why you keep bringing that <laughs> he up? He just said, yeah. Like, you don't got anything new to talk about. He just said, yeah. want to yeah. talk about the teddy bears or some shit. Because he likes teddy bears. <laughs> I'm done. Who's signing us out? <laughs> <laughs> I got a hold of the Drizz's dick, and he likes it. And he wants more. So I'm just gonna go in the Drizz hole with the Drizz. Yeah. Okay, have a crappy weekend. Hope your house burns down. Bye. 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 This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. Hush your face is coming straight to your ears A podcast network that's changing gears Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat A family of pods that are bringing the heat There ain't no stopping us Keep coming back to us Sick ass pods that'll make you hush www.hushyourface www.hushyourface www.hushyourface.com